Welcome to Wrestling is Hard. New intro. Every week we talk about AEW, New Japan Pro Wrestling, Stardom, and all the news and views from the past week. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter at hard number four wrestling. Email questions and complaints at wrestlingishard.com or something like that. Wrestlingishard at gmail.com. I'm Jim. Chris, how you doing? Get a little feedback there. What you got going on back there? Oh, you know what? A little bit. I think I got a little uh, at the airplane, I think, that's flying overhead. How's that sound now? Much better, much better. Turn How are you? Gain, turn that gain down. I'm well. It's summer in the city of Philadelphia. And none of us want to be doing this right now. We'd rather be doing uh, anything else. Wants, I'd rather be outside. Yes, and uh, Brandon will be joining us shortly. He is he doing rather, something he, else. He was outside. He was actually left his house. I was out in the yard, did a little grilling, a little chilling. Be doing this. But it's an important episode. This is a very big episode. We don't expect it to be this warm on April, whatever, what are we on, 4th, 3rd? April 4th. 4th. Yeah, it's, it's the big WrestleMania review. And listen, sure, we're going to get some new listeners for this. And we will talk about WrestleMania, but we have other stuff to talk about, too, because if you're new to our show and this is your first time listening, we don't cover WWE. I mean, if you like WWE, power to you. I think of the three of us, Brandon's not not here right now. I think Chris is the, I would say, most involved in WWE, and he watches none of it. No, <laughs> I'm involved in the social clips. media level. Right, Sorry. clips, yeah. videos available on social media. Short, he's the one that keeps us abreast of what's going on, and he will be. We will be relying heavily on him tonight, and I have some questions for him, and we will get to that point. We will get to that point eventually. Jimmy, I but, think that the, most of those answers are going to be, I have no idea. Yeah, I, <laughs> especially after this WrestleMania, which was pretty fucking interesting. Yeah. And I've got some thoughts on this. And I have a little rant ready, which uh, I don't think is going to be too crazy, but uh, you may be surprised at who I'm going to yell at. Surprisingly, it's not booking. Uh, but, uh, yeah, we have other stuff we want to cover. And I just want to go through it really quick, and we're going to talk about some other stuff. We will get to... to um, New Japan Pro Wrestling, or not New Japan. I wish we were talking about New Japan more often. But uh, we will get to WWE, and we will talk about WrestleMania. But first off, I just want to go through some stuff real quick. Some news that's coming out. Stardom, uh, their big show, they pretty much announced the entire thing. It's uh, Stardom's all-grand, all-star grand queendom. It's happening on April 23rd. And real quick, let me, should I do that first? You know what? I'm going to do New Japan first. I said, okay, so we got the card for New Japan's uh, Soccer Genesis. It's happening next weekend, which we will cover in two weeks. Um, let me go through the card real quick. You ready for this, Chris? There we go. There we go. You, you stop me. You stop me when you hear something. Else. Right. Okay. The Shinichi Champion Grand Prix Celebration Six-Man Tag Match starts off the card. Question mark and question mark versus question mark and question mark. Versus question mark, question mark, question mark, and question mark. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, next Isn't up, he so dead? All the question marks? They might be dead by the time of the show. <laughs> I have a feeling it's going to be a bunch of old guys coming out there. Six-man uh, tag team match. The United Empire of Aaron Hanare, Francisco Akira, and Jeff Cobb will be facing off against the House of Torture team of Evil Show and Yujiro Takahashi. Yep. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Six-man uh, tag team match. Okay, here we get a little drama. There's a little Bullet Club drama, as there always is. David Finley, El Fantasmo, and Kenta. David Finley and El Fantasmo cannot get along. 
El Fantasmo seems like he's a babyface. We'll see what happens. Versus the Gorillas of Destiny team of Hikaleo and Tamatanga with Master Wado. Next up, six-man tag team match. I, all right. Los Ingobernables de Japón featuring Bushi Shingo Takage, the king of pro wrestling champ, and Tetsu Naito versus just five guys who have new gear, new music. They don't enter. They enter from the uh, back of the stage now. They come in through the fans. So they're basically shield, the shield. Uh, Doki, Tachi, uh, Tachi. Taichi and Yoshinobu Kanemaru. Yep. Okay. IWGP Women's three-way title match. We got the champ, Mercedes Monet versus Hazuki versus Azumi. Chris, thoughts? Good. Yes. I mean, as long as it's not in a frigging auditorium with shitty production value and it drains all the energy out of the fucking match watching it on, on a streaming service. It should that be is a possibility with any of these shows in Japan, but this is real Goku Koko Gigan. So it's a big show. Yeah, so it should be good. Yeah. Um, this is a good one because uh, we're definitely going to get a quick high-speed match between Hazuki and Azumi in the match, beating the shit out of each other, and I'm expecting Mercedes Monet to to win, but we'll talk about that in a second. New Japan World Television title match. We get Zack Sabre Jr., who is the champ, defending against Shota Umino. Mind you, these are 15-minute matches. Thoughts? Well, why don't we turn it over to uh, Brandon, who's just joined Did he us. show up? Yeah, he show, just showed up. There he is. Yeah. Brock. We're all happy here. Good time. There he is. How you feeling? Good. Went out to dinner. Had a great time. Kind of, yeah, you know, I'm a, I'm a fucking bozo. I lost, I was telling stories, lost track of time. Oh, 7.30, all of a sudden 7.40. We're at 7.52 now. I'm part of the pod. Did I miss anything? What are we doing? Uh, yeah, you missed, uh, you should I go through them again? All the six no, man tag don't. matches. There. Last last question, Genesis. No, please don't. I'd like to get this done before April 5th. Yeah, there we go. Uh, we'll move on. Uh, IWGP Tag Team Championship, Bishiman, Hiroki Goto, and Yoshihashi against Aussie Open, the Ka- featuring Kyle Fletcher and Mark Davis. Chris Lutz. I really don't have any thoughts on these tag matches. Randy, how was Happy Hour? Kyle Fletcher, I think he played for the Eagles for a little while. He did. Uh, there was a Kyle Fletcher on that thing. Good. Happy Hour. There was no Happy Hour. It's just a nice, uh, nice, uh, double date dinner. Don't, I don't want you guys thinking I'm a fucking alcoholic over here drinking on a Tuesday. Oh, I was. Drinking club soda now, but, you know, it's beautiful out there. We had a couple of drinks outside in the yard, made some pork chops. It was delicious. Good. This is my worst type of year. This is my worst time of year. I, I settle into it, but those first couple of days when it turns 78, I'm just like a kid that just got out of detention. I'm like, I just got to fucking be running around. No, I, I agree with you because... You know, my, my my argument for years and, you know, for years and years I've been saying this has been, oh, we'll have we'll have another nice day. We don't have to go out today. But we've learned through the magic of climate change that we get about two weeks of the weather being like this, and then it's immediately 90 degrees, and no one wants to leave the fucking house. Well, so let's I, – I just pulled up because I was curious as to whether or not we we're going to get a couple extra days. And um, tomorrow's going to be nice, but just to your point – Thursday in Philadelphia is going to be 79 degrees with an 80% chance of storms, which means it's going to be 79 and humid as fuck all day. And 
we also have already, they are not even here yet, tornado warnings. Mm-hmm. Great, which one? Wait. No, watch. Tornado watch. watch. That means the conditions are ripe for tornadoes. We had four tornadoes the other day in Philadelphia. We haven't had, tor- we haven't had four tornadoes in 20 years. Yep. No, that's not real. Okay, Everything no, looks good. Uh, you get like four of these days now, and plus the, the seasonal depression getting shaken off, and you don't re- you don't realize why you didn't feel like yourself for four months again for another year. Those two things combined to peak yeah, brand right, right now. So. Yeah. It reminds me. It good. reminds me of 2020 when we weren't allowed to train jujitsu for four months or whatever it was, and then we were finally allowed to train again. And I went to the uh, went to train, and when I was driving home, <laughs> I was in MMA shorts, flip flops, no shirt, and mm-hmm. fucking mirrored sunglasses, screaming out the window while I was driving home at people, like slapping you know. the driver's side so, door, like a total maniac. Nice. I was like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I love pandemic. We need to bring that back. No, we don't. I, I, dude, I already said I the it. first person that says that's fucking hit. I'm on the other side remember of the video when, screen. Come on, bring yeah. it, brother. Remember when, the, remember when we had pandemic and we were all stuck inside of our houses? That was fucking awesome, man. I loved it. I, yeah, guess, the I had the best suntan I've had in fucking 20 the, years. Well, amazing. the free money was awesome. I didn't get that much. <laughs> we got a couple hundred dollars plus yeah, the yeah. bonus checks. I, I wasn't living off that, that's for sure. We were talking about you at dinner, Chris. Yeah, what? We were talking about you at dinner, Chris. One of the uh, funniest videos was when the fucking barstool gave you guys money. And <laughs> he's rolling his eyes already. But just the moment of the barstool guy and, and Chris on FaceTime with the bleached mohawk and the Rex specs. <laughs> well, first of all, they're fucking Oakleys. Ah. <laughs> Seven hundred fucking dollars. Rex nice. specs are like eighty baller. bucks at Modell. So let's get that straight all right. now. All right, baller. All right, baller. Uh, <laughs> Rex specs. Give me a fucking break. I don't I'm even know what Rex specs are. Huh? Are I'm already in trouble. They're like fucking <laughs> fucking uh, volleyball glasses. Uh, volleyball racket. Like, you remember glasses. Horace Grant? Oh yeah, hell yeah. yeah I had Rex. That's Rex specs. Yeah. You talking about? They weren't. Oh no, I had the Converse ones. They weren't cheap. They were expensive. Anyway, 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 IWGP <laughs> title match. Hiromu Takahashi def- uh, is defending against Robbie Eagles. Robbie Eagles is winning this. Brandon, thoughts? None. Okay. Chris, thoughts? Nope. None. Okay. IWGP World Heavyweight Championship title match. Kazushiko Okada defending against Sonata. Brandon? I got a feeling Sonata is winning this. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I, is there any pro-Sonata contingent? At this point, or is everybody kind of flat still? No, we got the Just Five Guys group. They got they 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 all got new gear, new entrances. He's got black hair. He's handsome. But as do hell. they have new moves? Is the question. he does? He's got a new move. He's got that DDT thing hey. that he does now, and it kind of like seem it can set up for the Rainmaker. I don't know, man. This is kind of lined up, and we talked about it earlier. There's this like. Bullet Club match with David Finley and El Fantasma where they're fighting over the leadership of Bullet Club. I say who gives a shit. But when it comes down to storyline wise, next uh pay per view is the traditional Bullet Club pay per view, which is what the fuck's it called? I don't remember. But I'll I'll think of it in a second. But they have it like uh the next pay per view coming up is like the Bullet Club one. Sonata held beating Okada and then having the title for a month and then losing it to the Bullet Club, dude? I don't know. We had crazier things happen with Evil winning the title. 
It's interesting. Yeah, I mean, Soccer, he, I, I think he, I think he's kind of done his time as far as the one month title run, especially mm-hmm. when you mention Evil. Like, wouldn't kill to call that guy a one time champ if you knew Japan, but keep it brief. Right, and you know we have we're going to be at the uh, New Japan show in Philadelphia on their tour, which is mid month after this one. Um, Okada's tagging up; he's doing tag team work with uh, Tanahashi. It's not going to kill him to be without the title for a couple of months. He's still fucking black trunks at Okada. He's still awesome, and him winning it in the near future seems like you know inevitable because he's black trunks Okada, which is a dick. I'm into it. I, if Sonata was going to win a title, it would be now, I think. Chris, thoughts? I don't really have much to add. I think you guys kind of, it makes a lot of sense. Yeah, it's, I don't know. It's just with the Bullet Club. What the fuck is the name of that pay-per-view? God damn it. I don't want to look it up. I'm lazy. The next pay-per-view is like the traditional fucking Bullet Club pay-per-view. So we're going to have Bullet Club shenanigans. So. I stopped New Japan Collector. That's how I was learning all the new, the new pay-per-views that are coming out. What the hell is the name? What was the next one? So wait, we're going to uh, Cyber we're going Attack to... Genesis. No, it's not. It's Sakura Genesis, and then it's... Oh, it's named after... The Castle. God damn it. What the fuck is it called? No, Castle Attack's after... Not Castle Attack. Yeah, it's Castle Attack. It right? is Castle Attack. That's after G1 Climax. Hey, new listeners, are you enjoying us? Try to figure this out. It's probably a lot of fun. <clears throat> Oh, nobody else is going to do the work for me. All right, let me stop everything I'm doing and look it up. I thought I think Brandon is doing the work for you over there. New Japan no, PPVs. We could just oh, never know. Were. I'm fine never knowing. Okay, we never know. It go. is called. Here we go. Ready? Nope, that's not it. Oh, it took me all the way to 2020, 2027. 20. <laughs> it is called. Ready for this? Wrestling, Wrestling Duntaku. That's the big one. That's the Bullet Club one? That's the Bullet Club one. Traditionally, it's the Bullet Club one. Oh, okay. It's when the founding of Bullet Club happened. Oh, all right. So every year, it's like centered around wrestling Duntaku. Hey, man, you you might think Bullet Club's fucking a turd over here. And, you know, as a longtime New Japan pro wrestling fan, I kind of am over Bullet Club. But, man, it fucking still sells, sells a lot of merchandise. Well, also remember, like, it's it's kind of different because they had, like, I mean, it's chaos of faction. It is. They sell fucking towels and shit. What I'm really. saying is, is like, but is anything, was is there anything, like, really revolving solely on the fact that chaos? No. It's chaos. No. So they're looking at it in a different way. It, it's just a bunch. It's just a merchandising, a marketing thing. That sure. people are kind of into it. Maybe they like the logo or maybe they like the idea of it. But when it boils down to it, they don't care about whether or not they're in a foot. It's like a group of dudes. You know what I mean? I don't know. It's right. It's Den- like Jushin Liger. Wasn't he in Chaos? No, he was in Huntai. Oh, no, they were in it was GBH. There oh, GBH. Go. Okay. Great Bashiel. R.I.P. Great Bashiel. Tanahashi was in that. Was he? At were, yeah, they were the GBH guys. I don't remember. I know GBH like, was. It was like Goto and Tana and and um, and Jushin Liger it was like all that crew. Like I think like Tenzon and all those guys were in it. You sure about that? I think that's that's Hantai. Oh, GBH it? GBH is uh, Togi Makabe. Um, it used to have Tenzon in it at one point. 
It was like a heel faction, then they became babyface. Well, that's what I mean. It was a heel faction. For some reason, I thought. But we're talking like that's like it yeah. was relevant in like 2014. Great bash heel. Yeah, Brandon, thoughts? Tentaku, uh, Sunday or holiday it means. So it's a wrestling holiday. That's what we're mm-hmm. going for here. There you go. A holiday from wrestling. <laughs> we there never are. Get I just no I such just, thing. Yeah. Sorry, Chris. And that's yeah, right. Chris. I just looked up the GBH, and there are two members left. Yeah, it's um, <laughs> uh, fucking. What's his name? The blonde-haired tan dude that yeah. broke his neck. Tobiaki Hama. Tobiaki Hama. Yeah. There you go. Were you, speaking of days. GBH, were you guys around the GHB era? What's GHB? GHB was, like, going out of style when I was a kid. Like, the drug that you would take, like a liquid fucking sedative. Uh, no? I, I remember pass. it. I never took it. GHB. I don't know. Yeah, I do remember it being named, the talk people talking about it. I remember DMT. Where's the uh? Bum, 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 bum. Oh, that's right. <laughs> Let me bring up that app. GHB <laughs> Street. You got about that? Oh man, look at that one. Oh yeah, GHB was liquid ecstasy. Okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Gamma hydroxybutyric butyric acid. Butyric. Yeah. Beat butt 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 rick. Gamma hydroxy butt rick acid. Nice. Also known as for the kids out there, also known as G Georgia Homeboy. Goop. Goop. Grievous grievous bodily harm. Liquid X. Scoop. Wait, it's <laughs> GBH, not GHB. Yeah, but they were calling it. I'm just. It's GHB, but they said GBH on the oh, thing. Okay. Yeah, it's grievous sorry. bodily harm. It's GBH, but it, it says it here. I'm just reading okay, it off sorry, sorry, the okay. DEA website. Because there's Liquid a band X. called GBH, right? Yeah, it's old punk band. Yeah, I was yeah. why I was trying to tie it together. Scoop and Liquid ec- Ecstasy. Got any of that? Now, you could actually scoop? go out, Brandon. We could be like, Yo, man, why don't you scoop some of that goop? <laughs> Scoop me some of that goop. What's going on with you tonight, man? Oh, I took a scoop of goop. I took a scoop of goop, man. Mm, man. I took a scoop of goop. Well, it's liquid X, so it's like... Ooh, I took a scoop of goop. Good times. Yep. Drugs. There you go. They made my life, life make sense. <laughs> Final thoughts of New Japan Pro Wrestling. Sounds oh, yeah. sick. Oh, we're going to watch it next week, by the way. That's going to be where we're going to cover. <laughs> Great. <laughs> so excited. Oh, my God. All right. Uh, so I started talking about it. Uh, Stardom's all, All-Star all Grand Queen, and we got the card. Here we go. We're getting a Yokohama Rumble. Good luck for with that. Uh, let's see what matters. Blah, blah, blah. Uh, I had said that Meiho Shizuki was going to come into New Japan Pro Wrestling. They announced that. Starlight Kid is going to tag with a with Meiho Shizuki, who is now known as Meg- May Sierra. So guess what? I'm right. Um, we get the Himika versus Micah goodbye Himika match. We get a tag match. Big news. We get prominence. They're going to defend the six-man tag match against Kairi, Natsupoi, and new signing Saori Anu. You guys may not know her. You will know her. She just signed. Stardom is continuing to sign every single fucking independent wrestler out there in Japan. Say goodbye to independent wrestling Japan. It's done. <laughs> goodbye. 
Uh, series facing Chihiro Hashimoto. We get Mercedes Monet, who's going to defend the IWGP Championship. Well, I'm sorry. She didn't win yet. Mercedes Monet is facing Izumi and Hazuki at uh, Sakura Genesis. She will defend against Mayu Iwatani. That's been announced. At a press conference, Mina Shirakawa versus Sayakamitani, where Mina Shirakawa spit all of the black goo from her heart into her face during the press conference, which was fucking disgusting. So we're finally getting that match. And the main event, singles match for the World of Stardom Championship, uh, Tom Nakano and Julia decided to have a press conference. Um, Tom broke out an envelope with Julia's hair from uh, a hello two years ago. She's been saving it. Julia called her a disgusting stalker. Tom Nakano and Julia got into a fist fight. Uh, Julia shoot headbutted her and busted her fucking head open. Uh, yeah, I'm fucking ready. Brandon, thoughts? Yeah, a lot of good stuff there. Wouldn't just breeze over the Himika going away match. I think that'll be fun. Uh, another question for you, Jim. The, the yes, new sir. signing, the new signing. What's your name? Sauriano. 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 Do we have a card out yet for her? If so, do you have your paws on it? Uh, I don't have it ready, but yes, I do have cards for her. Okay. It'll be the last time we get a card for her because uh, she's going to start him and we... Off the board. She's got uh, uh, two cards because she's got two characters. She's got a good guy and a bad guy. She wears black in one, white in the other. Thank you very much. Tune in anytime for my card reviews by Jim Lartani. Hey, this is an investment podcast as well. As <laughs> 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 This card is fucking stacked, dude. We're laughing about it now, but when it comes time for it, like the way they were hyping it up, especially Jesus Christ, dude. Julie's fucking insane. Her headbutting, she headbutted Tom Nakano while she was on the ground. It was fucking disgusting. These girls need to stop headbutting each other. Like people were saying, like, oh, she, Tom Nakano cut her own head open, like she gigged herself. Dude, you should see the, first of all, the cut is in the middle of her forehead, and there's a fucking knot, and blood is just running down her face. It is nasty. We're going to talk about cuts in a little bit. I can't wait for that. I can't wait to talk about WrestleMania. That was fun. Chris, any thoughts? Questions? Concerns? No. Um, yeah, looking forward to some good wrestling, but other than that, I really don't have any insight on what's happening. I really do wish they would stop shooting headbutting each other, though. That's really stupid. I'm a big fan. Uh, I mean, you know, look, Brain since, damage for the, everyone. The, the, the removal of the, since they perf- perfected the removal of the brain and putting it back into the human body, I, they really won, don't have anything to worry, worry about. So I don't know. He what won I'm the about. ring of honor, pure championship. Yeah. No shit. Talk about that in a minute. So there you go. There's only many bow flexes anymore too. So that's out of the picture. Yeah. All right. Okay. Let's move on. Now real quick, we're going to talk about dynamite. We're not going to spend a lot of time on this because we're going to spend like a fucking hour on, on WWE. So let me go through the card. Dino, AW Dynamite live from St. Louis, Missouri in the Shell Fets Arena. Jack Perry defeats Matt Hardy. And then a, him and MJF get into it. The Black Bull Combat Club comes uh, beats the living shit out of fucking Dalton Castle and the boys. Less than 50 seconds. This was fucking awesome. IWGB United States Heavyweight Title Match. Kenny Omega defeats Jeff Cobb in about 14 minutes. Uh, we will cut it off here because uh, Blackpool Combat Club comes out, starts beating up Kenny Omega. Brian Danielson comes out, tells him to lay off him, leave him alone. Brian Danielson hits him with the knee. They all start beating the shit out of Kenny Omega. Nobody saves Kenny Omega. And Brian Danielson stands over Kenny Omega, punching him in the face and going, 
You're what's wrong with pro wrestling. You're the problem with pro wrestling. Ooh. Brandon thoughts. That was fucking awesome, Brandon. Well, I dumped my time into AEW All Access instead of watching Dynamite this week, which I have a couple thoughts on, but you guys go ahead and cover this. Chris? So, uh, you know, uh, it's good to see a legit, if they're going to do this, a legit heel faction that's going around fucking people up as opposed to being like, waka waka, I'm so snidely whiplash. Like, fucking that's a good, that's a good point. And I was going to make that point as well, where we have an actual ass beating evil faction as opposed to a comically comic book heel faction. I'm enjoying this. Good. Yeah, I agree. Um, I, I really don't have much else to add. Uh, I think that, you know, um, there is no situation in which Dalton Castle and the boys show up and do not get the shit kicked out of them by anybody. That's why the boys are there. So it made perfect sense to do that against him because it's that make him look bad. He's got these two scrawnies with him <laughs> that really aren't wrestlers. So they end up getting the shit kicked out of them all the time. Um, so, yeah, I mean, and uh, I'm just curious. I just, yeah, no, this is this is good. I, I'm enjoying this, and I love this. You know, he's uh, Brian Danielson's going to play into the people that don't like Kenny Omega because he doesn't wrestle right. Yep. You know, and look, I say that about Kenny Omega, but I never say he doesn't wrestle right. I just don't like his antics outside of his wrestling. He takes me out of it. You know, when he talks to nobody, yep. whispering to no one's. So that's different, but um, yeah, this should be fun. I, this should be good. I, I want to, uh, I, I want to see where this goes. I'm interested. Brent, I got a question for you. Uh, Kenny Omega is a baby face. Are you on board? <laughs> uh, depends how he does it, I guess. But in theory, yeah. I know that you like have been sour on Kenny Omega since he joined AEW, and I was just curious what your stance would be. Yeah, I mean, he's better when he shuts up. I think that that's that's probably his best move. I, I think. It, I don't know. Would you consider him a baby face? In, in well, his he is this. Right now, he's a baby face. Right, Chris? Yeah, 100%. Yeah. 100%. He's going to be a baby Combat face. Black Club are the heels now. They're establishing yeah. themselves as heels. Claudio's doing a fucking fantastic job. He's a bad guy. He's barely talking, but he looks like a fucking prick every time he comes to the ringside. Kenny Omega the, has this strange uh, uh, space to, where he puts himself, where he's really cool, it seems like, as an actual human being, but somehow can't translate that into seeming like a reasonable person as a wrestler. So maybe it's about time he, he uh, sorts those two things out. I could see it working. Yeah, I, I think about when Kenny Omega was at his peak. I mean, I mean, for an American audience, it's probably now, but when he was facing against Omega and Tanahashi and those guys, it's when he separated himself from the whole cleaner, like the corny, cleaner, bad guy gimmick of the Bullet Club. When he started to like step above that and he was like bigger than that was when he was more interesting, I found. I think he's he's more inclined to be a baby face. It's one of those situations where like a lot of times in pro wrestling, you'll have guys where you're like, they can't figure out their character and they, they don't find themselves until they turn into bad guys. Then they're allowed to be like over the top and they get to act like jerks. And you're like, oh, man, why? like Roman Reigns is an example of it where he was a baby face for years. Everybody hated him when he turned to a bad guy. Now everybody loves him. This is a different thing. Like, I think his idea of a bad guy is just too cartoonishly like anime villain bad guy and not it's not realistic at all. He's just silly. Chris, correct. I agree with you. I was going to make that point. I think that. The weirdest thing with Kenny Omega is that, well, so first of all, all right, so it boils down, I think, to this. 
you know, you go back to um, a lot of these guys. I don't know how old Kenny Omega is. I I would assume that a lot majority of wrestling fans nowadays their earliest really like you know their earliest um, memories of what they loved as pro wrestling is you know NWO um, DX you know Attitude Era and Monday Night Wars era right. Kenny Omega's 39, just to try and Okay, so he's, well, he's, I guess he's probably, like, you know, in leading up to that. So wrestling wasn't all that great, and then that was the best that he saw from that point, right? Um, So, let me see, I can say this quickly. Okay. I listened to an interview years ago uh, with um, with uh, um, Bruce Pritchard from when he was in TNA. And guys would come into the ring, and they would never look at their opponent. They would just go up and do their thing on the turnbuckle. Right? And when he would give them shit about that, you're just not going to acknowledge the fact that there's a guy that wants to kick your ass across the ring. You're going to ignore him, and you're just going to walk right past him. And some of their responses were, Stone Cold used to do it. Stone Cold does it. Stone Cold never did it. Stone Cold stared at you the entire time until he got to that thing, and then he looked back at you and got back down. He always paid attention to you. When you look at the NWO, right, you look at Scott Hall and Kevin Nash, they were silly, but they were silly basically saying, we are so unconcerned with you that we're going to act like jackasses, but when the shit hits the fan, we're going to kick the dog shit out of you. So there was a level of seriousness to it, along with the comical aspect, but the comical aspect wasn't, I'm funny. The comical aspect was, I'm a dick, and I don't consider you a threat. So I'm not even going to behave like you're there. I'm just going to mock you the entire time. And I'm going to use this to get you out of your game, like running your car off the road. Then what happens is, is that people see this type of thing. And I think it happens in everything. They see something and they perceive it a certain way. And then they try to apply what they've seen into what they're going to do. But they don't pay attention to the nuance of what's going on. It's just a broad spectrum thing. So when you get heels who are wacky and they're bad guys, but they're acting wacky and they're behaving like rascals, it's because they only see Scott Hall doing the fingers. That was to, it wasn't like he was really acting like this. He was acting like a dickhead to provoke you into doing something fucked up so he could capitalize on it. Right. That's the kicker, not the the message. Yeah, yeah. Right. That's the thing that just like, so I'm getting, I'm behaving like this to get into your head. But that's not really my personality. My personality is I'm going to fuck you up when I see you next time. Now, a lot of them do this where it's this is my personality. Waka, waka, waka. And I think that's where Kenny Omega misses it. Because especially since, you know, if you ever watch interviews with actors or whatever that play villains, they're always like the ones that make the greatest villains are the nicest guy ever. You would assume Kenny Omega coming off like such a good guy in all these different situations that you find him in would be able to play a heel fucking great because it's actually much harder to play a babyface. Everybody will tell you that because people just immediately shit on you. It's very difficult to be more than one dimensional when you're being the good guy. The good guy is righteous. There's really nothing more to it. It's very hard to get it nuanced. But bad guys are fucking easy. But they focus on the wrong things. They don't focus on the ends, right? They focus on the means, and the means don't come off that well unless you focus on what your end goal is. 
And I think that's where Kenny Omega was like, I, I, I think there's no way that long story, long answer short. Sorry about that. I think that there's no way that Kenny Omega plays a baby face poorly. I think he just, if he just plays a baby face, acts like himself and just stays driven or, or, you know, he's, he's focused on an end game and he's pushing towards that end goal. Then he'll be a good baby face. It's when he tries to add all that nuance without understanding the end of it. When you saw him in New Japan against Will Ospreay, then you got this almost heel character that has these tendencies of kind of like doing this kind of dastardly shit, but the end kicks your fucking ass. And I think that's what's missing. Somehow that gets lost here. And I think a lot of why it gets lost is because of the whole elite thing. And I'm not going to sit here and shit on the elite. I'm not going to do it. But it's the nature of the characters that they play, that they're so wacky all the time that they can't dump it at any point unless they're not together. Well, to any to, you know, from the news we're hearing is that the elite's pretty much done because one of the Jackson brothers tore his bicep and he's out for months. So at least that's a separation there, whether it's forced or was designed. We're going to get a little separation there. Brennan, any final thoughts on this? No, I thought that was excellent, Chris. You, I, yeah, well done. That, that was really well put. Thank you. One point I do want to make, though, just to, <laughs> to counter Chris's point, is that I think Kenny Omega's uh, idea for a heel is very designed, and we've talked about it before, where he's trying to be this – he's trying to be an anime villain. That's Sephiroth. Like, well, I mean, his whole gimmick is Sephiroth, but he's trying to be like an over-the-top – like uh, like he's trying to be Frieza. He's trying to be, you know, some silly fight anime fucking bad guy. It just in real life, it just doesn't it doesn't come over right. It just seems silly and stupid. Okay, but can yeah. if you dumbed it down, right? Of course, then it'd be fine. I mean, all he's missing is get confused. Like the Jackson brothers say something he doesn't like, and the teardrop yeah, yeah. appears next to his head. Right. Yeah. Even I think that the Sephiroth thing could work if there were some steps to it where you could like yeah wrestling supposed to be exaggerated versions of real people for better or for worse where but you have to start by kind of psychologically understanding the person i i can't wrap my head around kenny omega as sephiroth now because there's been no work put in to get there he just i would this would be cool if i did this that's what doesn't there's no connectivity right there's yeah he doesn't develop it can i over the uh, course of time he doesn't become that character. He's just that character. I'm Sephiroth this week. And then he goes to New Japan. Or then he's like a baby face. Well, okay. For example, he goes to New Japan, and Chris made this point. He goes and he fights um, Will Ospreay. And he's definitely the bad guy in that match, even though Will Ospreay's kind of a heel. But he's doing all kinds of evil shit. And now he's a baby face again. Now, when he goes and faces Will Ospreay, which we're assuming he's going to face Will Ospreay at Forbidden Door, uh, Forbidden Door 2, is he a bad guy again? Not in the United States or in Canada. No, he'd be a good guy. He's a good guy. Right. It's interesting. Good. Uh, Just full disclosure, uh, I know who Sephiroth is, but I've never been able to stomach a Final Fantasy game long enough to actually see the character. I never remembered. I put... Yeah, same. I put so many hours into the original Final Fantasy, what, seven? 
and I never beat it because I wanted to get all the chocobos. <laughs> Gold chocobos? I wanted to get the chocobos. So I couldn't, and it was very hard to get the chocobos, and I couldn't get them all. So I was like, mm, I don't think I'm ready to beat this. There you go. Well, that's funny, because I can't get anywhere in Mario games, because I cannot leave one coin ungrabbed. Oh, same here. Completionism. I had to teach myself, like, you, just, you can go back and get them. Just finish the game. <laughs> the only completionism I won't do is when you have to beat this on death level. I'm fucking doing that. That's just pure stress. The last time I did that was probably uh, Resident Evil 2, the original Resident Evil 2, where you had to be the piece of tofu and you can only fight with a knife. You did that. Was that. The only, I, that was the only. That was the only time I did a complete. That's the only game that I completed from top to bottom. I beat the game as the tofu. Fuck so. that. That game was scary. All right, let's finish this up. Uh, Orange Cassidy defeats the Butcher. AEW Inter- International Title Match. Singles match, Ruby Soho uh, with Soraya, Soraya, and Tony Storm defeats Willow Nightingale. Um, Sky Blue and Riho come out. Uh, that was a pretty good match. And uh, Adam Cole defeats Adam Garcia, Daniel Garcia in a match I didn't care about and didn't watch. Uh, thoughts on AEW, Brandon? Yeah, like I said, I watched All Access. I have a couple of thoughts on that, but I'll let you guys wrap this piece of it up. I, this felt like a really dead episode to me. I, I'll tell you what happened. I put the episode on. I sped through it, and like 20 minutes in, I was just like, I want to watch All Access. I want to see what they're doing here because this just feels so flat right now. The back end of the show was really – the first hour was fucking awesome, up to the Kenny Omega-Jeff Cobb match. That first hour was really good, and then the second hour was just like oh. – Chris, guys, Yeah, I awesome. agree. That second hour of that show was absolute dog shit. Was tough. I just think it was shit. I wanted to see Adam Cole come out, and he's facing Daniel Garcia, and I didn't really care. Match had no build to it at all. So it was just like, man, whatever. Now, mind you, I did not watch All Access, so I'll let you guys go ahead. Go ahead, Brandon. Yeah, I'll, I'll keep watching. I'm, I wouldn't go as far as to say that we should watch it, but it's a very strange show because it's exactly what you would expect from AEW, where it's this kind of blurred line between uh, kayfabe and reality. Um, someone that came off looking really good on that I thought was Kenny Omega because he gets caught looking like a normal human being. Mm-hmm. The way it's set up, like they're just kind of filming people off the off, cu- off the cuff. He just spent some time talking about pro wrestling on it that I thought was interesting. Um, MJF also came off well because he just laid into his character more than ever. And he's someone asked him a question and stutters and he's like, you fucking stuttering freak makes fun of them. But it was quick. It was it was funny the way how quick he was with it. Um, those things I thought worked well. The women's division looked really bad because they cut to like a in the tunnel. There's like six of them talking shit on Thunder Rosa Britt Baker's talking about how uh, when I had the title, uh, I would do anything to come to work. She's uh, going to conventions and stuff, but she can't come to work. And Soraya and the rest of them are nodding their head being like, yeah, she's lazy. Just really goofy shit like that where they're, then they have Tony. And she's like, I talked to Tony Giovanni. You know, he's been around forever. He said, just let it sort itself out. But I'm, it was just very, very gossipy and bad when it's like the women's division is nowhere near the depth of characters or things that you guys should be like talking shit on each other. I, I thought that a lot of it came off really poorly. The Young Bucks are the other segment that you get, and it's them. Um, they're trying to make them look like real people because they don't do that in their own uh version of all access that you get and they they walk themselves through like a match in the ring but they do this creepy thing where they they hold hands where they lock their fingers together like could you and chris imagine each other uh 
locking fingers, holding hands. It's called the Greco-Roman it. knuckle lock. And then there you go. Yeah. Okay, pal. And they're they're rolling each other off the ropes and and they don't stop. They're like moving like they're they're um, no. doing dance dancing. But in that, it's just which I almost thought made them look worse than anything because I'm like, you guys just sit there for like 15 minutes on end with your fingers locked. Together. <laughs> I guess it's when you have a built-in partner all the time. You've been practicing together since you were teenagers. It's not a big deal. Sorry, I'm applying real logic to a TV show that's scripted, but. <laughs> Counterpoint. Chris, go ahead. Counterpoint. Go for it. Separating the kayfabe storyline stuff, because that's what obviously them talking shit about Thunder Rosa is. Yeah, it's all bullshit. Obviously. The kayfabe thing and then the reality version of that show. I think Britt Baker during the reality. First of all, two things. Number one. It's amazing how that ridiculous wrestling makeup completely changes your face because she doesn't look like the same person or she looks like their their fraternal twin. Right. When she when Britt Baker's sitting there talking to you and she's not all made up, it's almost like your face, her face structure, her face, her head is an entirely different size. That's how crazy that fucking makeup and all that hair they have on is. Um, but other than that, I, I think she came off looking as, as a person, she came off looking great when you're not looking into the kayfabe shit where they were talking shit. Cause that's all nonsense. Right. I thought she looked like a, a, she became difficult to dislike during those sections of the show when she's talking about Adam Cole and she's talking about this and she's talking about that and blah, blah, blah. Uh, I thought that was, that made her look really good. Um, when you know when one's kind of real and the other one's totally fake, the other one I really, you know, didn't give two fucks. It gives Thunder Rosa, that right there gives Thunder Rosa her grievance when she comes back. Yeah, her impetus you know? to Yeah, when she comes title. back, you know, not only that. Or maybe she like, joins the bad guys now because the yeah, TV show well, dictated that she's evil. The bad guys, it was just, the bad guys were there with her. There was just no depth to it. It was like all the girls sitting around and Britt Baker says something shitty about someone. They're all like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's what like, I didn't quote, like. Like, quote, unquote, prototypical women. It was sitting yeah, exactly. Yes, it, that's it was what like, I didn't up. like. That's what I was going to say. It was like Vince did that, like that script that was approved by Vince. Like Total Divas. And, and, and Pritchard. Yeah. More, your women, your caddy. Yeah. And even though they're fighting, even though Tony Storm is on the show fighting with people behind the scenes, they can all gather around to talk shit on the person that's not there. Yeah. That's what it was. Yeah, it's yeah. like, this well, is like, like I said, that's fake. <laughs> fucking it is, but it's just like, it's, shitty. So like uh, it's shitty. But I hear you. It didn't look at it. I mean, it made everybody like, but if it is like, you know, even if it is fake, right, which it is, if it's part of like storyline crap that they're going to do behind the scenes, whatever, how do you root for Britt Baker? If it's storyline crap, Howard Britt Baker, like now the, the the lines are like, what are we doing? Like what, now that you're saying this, it's like, you know, the lines are all right. The lines are blurred, but how blurred are they? What's going on? Because now, I mean, okay, so we're supposed. I guess that's the move. We're supposed to believe that what she's saying is legitimately what everybody's thinking, and this is a real candid uh, conversation that they're having because the the people that don't like each other on TV are actually talking to one another. So this must be real. I, yeah, yeah. I don't watch it. I, I I thought it I I found it strange just like you said like I yeah Britt Baker did come off for a lot of well for a lot of it but there was these specific like this was a 
12 of the 40 minutes where it's like, if you're watching AEW, Britt Baker, not great in the ring, didn't have a great title run. And then so you zoom out to this now all access level of get to really know her. And even at that level, she's like kind of horrible. Sucks. Yeah. It's like, where, where are we uh, going with this? Questions for you. You guys watched. I did not. Mm-hmm. Danielson? No. Mox? No. No. It's the, it was the OGs, like a Sammy Guevara crying. They do a Tay Mello segment. Uh, um, Paul White? Uh, yeah. Well, let me think. Ethan Page is very important to me. No. Uh, the, uh, the Hangman? No. Oh, it, it would, it Eddie, would, Eddie? Eddie in there? We can tell you no, who, I don't told you who was in there. That. That's all that was it? In, yeah, that oh. was in there. You saw some people in the backstage. I think you may have saw Brock Danielson backstage, but that was about it. No rehab. No, none of those people. So, uh, Every did you get a preview for the next week? I don't know. I don't I can't remember. Yeah, I think we did, but it's Sammy right. Guevara going, oh, I'm supposed to get a title shot, and now I'm not booked for three weeks. I don't care about the show. The show's yeah. not terrible. No, it's terrible. It's, it, a bunch look, of, it's a bunch of people I'm not interested in. It's, <laughs> what the fuck do I care? It's well, I think they'll probably rotate. I wouldn't say, I wouldn't say that you should care, like I, I let it off with, but I would say that I cared more about this than the two-hour Dynamite episode because I'm like, well, let me see what they're doing with this. But the, it's the the whole problem with the show is that there's – all of the lines are blurred in, in the strangest of ways. They're – so you zoom in farther, it just gets even goofier. <laughs> oh boy, there you go. Pro wrestling. How Good long time. did we talk about that for? Because um, I'd really like to talk about WrestleMania. <laughs> okay, okay, let's talk about WrestleMania now. Um, some news came out, and uh, we will talk about that. And some more news that came out like an hour ago. So we will talk about that too. Um, all right. So we're gonna WrestleMania. We watched it. And like I said, like uh, I am the legit casual viewer. I think Brandon is also on that casual viewer lines. Chris is more of a viewer just through YouTube. Less <laughs> casual. I'm a less casual viewer. Less casual viewer. So uh, I, I say we go through. We're going to do uh, night one. Then we'll talk about the big news because that's when we found out about it. Then we'll talk about night two. Sound good? Go for Brent? it. Good? Yep. All right. Let me bring up the card. This is very important. All right. Here we go. Let me ask you, Brandon, where'd you watch? My basement. Chris, where'd you watch? On YouTube. They're on clips. Night one. I was at work. I barely watched. I watched yes. Sunday afternoon. I barely I watched, watched it, too. Number two. All right, here we go. Let's start the yeah, show live off. live now. This was yesterday, watch- last night. I, mean, I didn't I watch night one live. Fuck that. No, no, no. I watched it before I watched night two. I got to work and I put it on. Here we go. WrestleMania from the casual viewer standpoint. Here we go. We'll go match by match. WWE United States title championship match. Austin Theory defeats John Cena. Brandon thoughts. Yeah, SoFi Stadium looks sick. The WrestleMania set up with the giant ramp and the stairs fucking looks fucking awesome. Awesome. Like that this is the stuff that they're good at. This is what I look forward to from it. Immediately I'm like, oh here comes fucking Cini. Crank it out. Okay. Where he's got all his kids up there. He's saving lives. 
Um, he looks old. Like he has yeah. looked old. This is the first time at WrestleMania I'm seeing him looking old. Um, so I has a lot of thoughts about that during this match. The match itself kind of dookie. Chris, move on. His spray brown hair was really bad. I think Vince got the rest of his bottle. <laughs> right. Now, like, you know, everybody gets old and everybody loses their hair and it sucks. And John Cena has a specific look, but now he's got his movie star hair, which is this weird, way too brown for his age hair. It's bottle brown. It looks like, uh, have you seen AJ Styles' beard? It looks like that. <laughs> he's aged in a weird way where it looks like he has a John Cena rubber mask over his own head. Yes. Like, he's lost some mass, but he's still ridiculously fit. But that fucking hair, man. Gotta do something about that. I'm sorry, you're on TV. You gotta do something about that. Like, as normal human beings, we're allowed to lose our hair. But if you're on TV, man, you gotta fucking do something about that shit, right? John, hit me up. All right. Uh, <laughs> hit me up with some hymns. I got, some, some I got the hymns. I got the hookup on the hymns. Come on, Keeps. bye. Yeah, I went to the doctor the other day. I got the check out, check up. They told me I had high blood pressure. It's probably because of the 20 caffeine, uh, glasses of coffee I came in, uh, I drank before I went in there. <laughs> then when they gave me the uh, rundown of drugs I took, I forgot to mention the hymns. I had at the end, I was like, oh, wait, I take the hymns. Like, well, you call it the hymns? Please Ooh. tell me you called it the They hymns. went, ooh, okay. It's also anyway. funny to go for your, like, biannual checkup and not be at your base state. Like, Oh, I, 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 I had 20 cups of coffee. Let me see how this goes. Yeah. Your blood pressure is a little high. <laughs> Do you take drugs? No. <laughs> Hydrochlorothiazide coming your way. Um, Fatal 4-Way tag team match. Uh, the Street Profits defeated Alpha Academy, Braun Strowman and Ricochet, and the Viking Raiders accompanied to the ring with MAGA wife. Brandon thoughts. <laughs> I didn't see a fucking lick of this, and it was all on the TV. That's how little interesting. Is fucking, the last fucking five minutes of this match is fucking awesome. Chris thoughts? Nope. Uh, dude, it was so good. I'm sure it was. Was Ron Strowman there? Chad Gable was doing Strowman a... Uh, anywhere on the screen. Chad Gable doing a deadlift German suplex on Braun Strowman and, and Ricochet flying all over the fucking place was pretty fun. It was worth the price of admission for that. Also, Braun Strowman was doing his... Remember his choo-choo thing where he runs around and he runs everybody over? But now they don't do the choo-choo sound anymore. And he came around and did everybody. Did but then when he it's hit... dead bit. When he hit Angelo Dawkins, Angelo Dawkins actually tackled him and laid him the fuck out. It was awesome. Nice. Worth worth checking out the last three minutes of the <laughs> the rest of that match. I don't care. Good no, for you. Diving that deep. I enjoyed it. Um, singles match. Uh, Seth Rollins defeats Logan Call. <laughs> Logan Call. Logan Paul, accompanied to the ring by a bottle of energy drink, <laughs> who was a uh, YouTube sensation, KSI. And I found out that KSI was offered a contract to wrestle, or KSI offered to wrestle for somebody like Progress, and they said no. And now he's wrestling fucking WrestleMania. Another match I fucking enjoyed. I enjoyed the shit out of this match. Brandon thoughts? I don't. I still don't know what KSI does or what he i know it's a youtube but like what YouTube dude I don't, um, I don't watch any of this shit i know he's very popular um yeah another uh, in the great lineage of drink based wrestling matches we get here 
Great thoughts. Saw a bunch of spots from this, uh, especially the yanking of the water bottle guy oh, onto the so table. Good. Yeah, this was good. Uh, from what I saw, this looked like one that I would have really enjoyed watching. Well, the, the thing is, is that knowing WWE, you know that any kind of like, unless like with, with John Cena, obviously he had some kids on stage, you know, save a life or whatever the fuck that federation is that you spend money on. What's that called? Make a wish. Make, make a, a wish. wish. Make a kid. Um, well, whenever you see somebody in some kind of suit, you're just like, the first thing you're thinking is, I wonder which NXT talent that is underneath the suit. And then when they took his mask, like from the beginning, Logan Paul comes in, he comes out on the zip line and it's so corny. Like he's on the zip line. The first thing I'm thinking is fucking death. Yeah. Right? Like I'm surprised they did that. That was right. like, I'm thinking death. Well, they didn't do it from the ceiling. They only did it like from the stage, which is still uh, super high. Yeah, yeah. And they also dropped him off about 10 feet from the ring post. But it, the whole time he's like... Which, not to interrupt real quick, Jim, sorry, but which shows you how their insurance works, where it's like, if Logan Paul dies, we can't do that. But you could just crush a fan's head, and like that won't be that big of a payout if he falls from there. Right. So he's coming down on this... He's coming down on this... Crush a fan's head! He's coming down on this fucking zip line, and the whole time he's like, yeah, what's up, L.A.? This is awesome. Yeah. It's so stupid. And then the fucking watt, the, the, the energy drinks coming down to the ring, dancing, and, and I don't know. I fucking loved every minute of this. We're going to talk about Overbooked and how much fun Overbooked is. This was ridiculous, the end of this match. I thought it was a lot of fun. There you go. Yeah, I mean, lots. sounds Brandon? like you were in a good mood for this. Like, I was in a very good I mood. think this should be the baseline. Like, if Logan Paul can show up and, and do this, not that it's bad, but it shows you that, like, that's the baseline. He can walk out off the fucking street and have this level of fun. You know, it's, it's, we go into this, and we'll talk about it in a minute. Well, we'll talk about it in a little bit, but we go into these shows expecting fun. Over-the-top shit, overbooked shit stupidity and that provided it a guy who i didn't know and had to look it up but they talked about him like he was a celebrity so i real quick looked it up coming to the ring dressed in a giant foam energy drink fucking suit and then getting an elbow or a splash from the top rope to the outside it was fucking awesome it was hilarious i loved it that's what i want my wrestlemania to be yeah well i mean that was the whole thing with uh, knoxville same yes. shit. Yeah, that's what I want. If I'm entertained, it was good. Yeah. If I'm like, oh god, please let it end. Like every AEW pay per view, then it was bad. Or how about this one? Six person tag match: Becky Lynch, Lita, and Trish Stratus defeat Damage Control, Bailey, Dakota Kai, and Io Sky. Oof, Lita. Oh Jesus Christ, Brandon thoughts. Yeah, I think you just nailed it. I mean, I was, I'd love to see my girls, but, oh, man. You talking about Trish Stratus's chest? That thing was outrageous. I'm it talking about like, all of it. It looked like fucking two giant turkeys stuffed Did into the You say it was out of the stratosphere? <laughs> they were outrageous. That, that, <laughs> that shirt was not keeping those in place. Chris, let's... Lita, who I think got her face busted. Pretty bad because uh, yeah. I saw her last night and uh, her whole the whole side of her face was swollen. No black and blue. Looked like she had a black eye. Yeah, uh, and also somehow they're tag team champions. So Who's maybe this? they Becky Lynch and Lita. Oh, I, I didn't they know. must have won them on Raw earlier on in the night. I don't. 
I didn't pay attention to that. <laughs> I didn't pay attention to that one. But um, yeah, uh, yeah. Lita, Lita just Lita is. <laughs> I don't know how to say it. Doesn't even sound remotely nice. I'm just gonna say it. When you get to a certain point in your life, you can't be trying to flip around <laughs> shit anymore, yeah. man. Like just dumb it down. People, are, people are there to see you. Dude, she's 47. I just yeah. looked up. People are there to see you, right? People are not there to see you do the moves you used to do. They just want to see you. Jushin Thunder Liger wrestled until he was 53. <laughs> he fucking didn't do any of that shit. No. No, he did it, and then he completely became a totally different wrestler. <laughs> fucking, uh, what's his name? Doesn't do all the fucking ridiculous jumping off the top ropes that he used to do. The flat back bump off the, on the, um, the, um, the drop kick, uh, Danielson, like right. Danielson became like a grappler, you know, you know sometimes you got to change your shit the fuck up. Yep. I fucking, I trained jujitsu. I'm 47 years old. I'm the same age as her. I'm not trying flying arm bars and triangles. You know what I mean? I'm slowing you down and dragging you into what I want to do. We're not, I'm not, no, we're not doing this. <laughs> I'm going to be really slow about everything. This match is not good. Just, yeah, no, it wasn't good. Uh, final thoughts, Brandon. Uh, Brandon is, uh, I think, pooping taking a poop. So I'll give you final thoughts next. Good. Oh, um, Brandon's back. Bailey, no, none. Okay. <laughs> Bailey, Bailey, uh, put a social media quote out there that said, uh, sometimes you just fall out of love with the thing that you loved, but a bunch of people said goodbye to her, and uh, she wasn't on Raw last night. Apparently, really. I mean, it makes you think. I mean, they were like, come what back. Spoiler, spoiler alert. We might be talking about the reason why she's leaving in a couple of minutes. But go ahead. Go ahead, Brandon. Yeah, what does, uh, that's it. What could that make you think, Jim? That she's leaving. Why? I don't know. What we'll could talk be about going on back there? We'll talk about it in a minute. Uh, singles match. Here we go, baby. Rey Mysterio defeats Dominic Mysterio. This match is fucking awesome. I loved every minute of this. It, I knew I was going to love it when they pulled up in L.A. with New York cop fucking cops. <laughs> <laughs> with Mysteria, with Dominic in the fucking back of the car, in the back of the paddy wagon, moping because he's emo. And for some reason, a uh, cinnamon toast crunch piece is dancing at ringside the whole match. <laughs> yeah. In the I'm going to beat the shit out of my kid match. Dude, I fucking love this. My wife loved it. She watched a couple minutes of this because we put it on Sunday morning. She was like, oh, my God, it's so disrespectful. She, he's yelling and spitting at his mother. I was on board with this. I thought this was fucking great. Go ahead, Brandon. Yeah, who, uh, not to spoil any best of, but this was fucking up there for me. Oh, um, hell yeah. This was so much fun. This is exactly what WWE is good at, where I know exactly what's coming. The paddy wagon comes out. The cops come out, and there's somebody sitting in there. But there's still this stupid lizard part of my brain that's like, what are they, who the cops got? <laughs> what's this going to look like? And he comes out to just have a pretty nice-sized booze, which is perfect. That's what exactly what he's trying to do, and he earned them. Uh, and then his dad... Just really gets the basket. His son set the dad up for just the perfect moment where he gets to come out in the low rider with fucking Snoop Dogg to, uh. Snoop was great this whole weekend. 
Yeah, he, apparently. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, he was. <laughs> oh yeah. We gotta get there. We gotta get there. But uh, let's just move through this. Yeah, this was a ton of fun. Uh, Chris. Um. Fuck, I forgot what I was gonna say. Go ahead, Chris. So, look, I don't want to put words in you guys' mouth because you never actually said anything, but I got the impression that when I was running down what was going on with Dominic Mysterio and telling you how awesome it was, I was getting the impression there was a little, like, side-eye, like, is it really that awesome? No, no, I've been hearing all over the fucking And he, it's been, it's been fucking great, and this was the perfect way to end it, and you left that one key point, he whipped him. Yeah, he whipped the shit out of him. Fucking belt whipped the shit out of him. This was, this couldn't, this is what WrestleMania is fucking for. And then they all rejoiced. The rest of the family rejoiced. Yeah, they were good job beating that kid. Have a storyline, right? Where it fucking goes on forever. It disappears for a little bit. He goes to, Ray goes to SmackDown because he doesn't want to be on the same show as his kid. It resurfaces later. It builds and builds and builds. Then you get the fucking WrestleMania and Ray Mysterio tears the kid, a new fucking asshole, beats the shit out of him. Everybody's fucking happy. Yes. Right? Now, I'm not saying you have to end every storyline, but don't let them just muck along. Right. Which is what they do with a lot of their shit. Now, it's fucking... This was fucking brilliant. I love this fucking match. I think Dominic Mysterio has been fucking amazing. And I think everyone, we shit, you know, I mean, look, when pro, we say, we know it, when pro wrestling, 90% of it is not good. Right. Most That's the reason why we call our podcast Wrestling is Hard. Right. It's hard to find the good shit. But that fucking 5, 10, 5, 10% is, when it works, it fucking works. And this worked. Yes, it did. Chris, I gotta ask, I gotta say this to you though. And this all goes back to AAA and we've discussed this before. Ray Mysterio, like 48 always, years old. Yeah. He's starting to get that old AAA barrel chest, isn't he there? <laughs> it finally happened. Senior. Yeah, it, it finally happened. I knew it was gonna happen eventually. He, um, these guys eventually look like a trash can with legs and arms. <laughs> <laughs> So how old is he? 47? 48. He's 48. 48. So he's actually, all right, so he's either a year older than me or the same age as me, depending on when his birthday was. It was yesterday. So, okay, so this year. So we're the same age. I've been watching that dude since he and I were 18, 19 years old. 18, yeah. Yeah, you were a little bit older, so we're probably like, I was probably like 17 or 18 fucking years old watching that guy. That's how long. 30 fucking years I've been watching this dude, and he's been awesome, all 30 of them. He's one of the greatest Met wrestlers of all time. Yes, he he's and amazing. And he's somebody, in the you, who did you compare to him? <laughs> he said somebody. Well, oh, Leo, uh, Leo Rush. Leo Rush. Leo Rush is the next Ray Mysterio. <laughs> he still is. Still is. He's still the next Ray Mysterio. Uh, he's got to be the, the outlier. I'm getting that age with pro sports where it's starting to be like, ah, oh, this guy's my age. He's just looking good. 48 to, to 53, Jericho, I think, is. It's, it's got to be fucking fun for you two, like, to see Mysterio out there doing this shit. Like, you, oh, you've yeah. done the whole the whole time with him. Yeah, it's a good run. I yeah. love Ray Mysterio. Fantastic. He's fantastic. He's up there in one of the – I mean, legit. Like, you say it, like, oh, but he's – like, his his relevancy and his ability to be able to put on a good show and all this. So he never – like, you know, some of these guys, they start to look – bad after a while and they start to not really they, either they phone it in or they just can't do it anymore but they keep doing it this is a guy who just he looks 
Can I say that if you take the entire package, right, the, the everything you need to be a pro wrestler, he is as good now as, as he was when he was a young, young man. He's just as entertaining. Yeah, he's just yeah. a little bit different his, because he's, he's older. Simplified his moveset. moveset. Yeah. But it has nothing to do with WWE. I think through WWE he has simplified his moveset. But when he was doing shows for New Japan, when he was doing um, Lucha Underground, which was fucking awesome, his run in Lucha yeah. Underground, his moveset was very similar. It's just simplified. Yeah. He doesn't have to do the crazy shit anymore because he's just a fucking superstar. Everybody well, just, we're, we're here to see him to hit the 619. That's what we're here for. I was just going to say that. Stone Cold. Yeah. Lufez Press, punch him, give you the finger stunner, right? Yep. DDP, Butthole. Diamond Cutter. Randy Orton, DDT off the ropes, RKO. This is what you – all the rest of the shit is filler. You don't have to go crazy. And you can always tell the greatness of a professional wrestler because people will point to this specific professional wrestler as someone that inspired them to become professional wrestlers. Right. Ray Mysterio is up there. Like People right. always talk about him. It's one of their inspirations. A fucking EO Shirai or EO Sky. EO Sky. Fantastic fucking match. I loved it. First uh, time I – I was going to say, first time I drank alcohol, I uh, was at my friend's parents' house – and I was wearing a Rey Mysterio mask all night, peeing on the wall, throwing up in the toilet in a Rey Mysterio mask. And that was yeah. 17 years ago. Like, Hell yeah. This guy's been around. Nice. That mask's been around. Got puking. Bile all over it. Excellent. I don't Good know fan. if he still has it, but yeah, even that makes me feel like, damn, this guy, this dude's been doing this. Just so good. I want to give you, I want to give you a rundown when I just went, heard from Brandon. I went to a friend's house. Parents. And pissed house. on his walls. <laughs> His friend's wall. Nice. Well done. Parents' walls, yeah. Dr- uh, WWE SmackDown Women's title match. Rhea Ripley defeats Charlotte Flair. Just another fucking great match. Uh, Charlotte Flair taking that, that bump to her face and then getting scuff marks on her fucking nose was fucking awesome. Brandon Gap. Yeah, I think I said I uh, wasn't sure how I felt about this or I wasn't that excited for it. I, I felt that way going into it still. And uh, it was a lot of fun. It was it was a lot better than I not that I thought it was going to be, but I I was got sucked into it when I wasn't sure that I would. Chris, good. I mean, this is in on the list of match of the year as far as I'm concerned. Okay, this was fucking fantastic. I loved it. I loved it. I love these two. Um, I understand that like when Charlotte Flair first came into on the Raw, and she was a heel, and it just wasn't working. If you remember, I don't know if you guys remember. When I she don't. First came up, yeah. When she first came up from NXT. And they had it was after their whole like, all right, now we have the new faction of women that are in. Um, we're going to rebrand this whole women's division and we're going to bring up the women from new. And she was doing promos and they were wanting her and she was getting flustered. I mean, it wasn't going well. Once she got over that fucking hump, I think she's probably been the best all around performer in the women's division. And I'm not even going to say that one of the best performers on their show since she's got it together on the main roster. And I, she gets a lot of hate. I don't fucking get it. And I don't care. I think she's fucking tremendous. I think she's always been tremendous. And we've also often gone back and forth talking about this before where the women in WWE are much more entertaining than the men. They still are. Uh, you have your, your, your matches here and there. But I think that I get more excited for the women's division than I do for most of the men's division matches. And one of the reasons is both of the reasons are in this match. It's Charlotte Flair and Rhea Ripley. And Rhea Ripley, in my opinion, I don't think ever went through a period where she was just 
questionable as far as I'm concerned. Like I wasn't sure if she was going to be good. She was fucking awesome from the first time I saw her. And she's just gotten better. She's gotten a better look. She's honed it all down. I think she's fucking tremendous. I think she's probably, you know, my favorite to watch, you know? Um, yeah. So this was great. I love this match. Yeah. It was a lot. Charlotte Flair, when she came up, uh, from NXT, she created a faction and it was called something sorority. But the initials were SS, and they made a bunch of T-shirts with SS on them, and oh, people God. pointed out that oh. you shouldn't do that. How does this a fucking this is this a company? company. This, this used to be a billion dollar company. Now it's a multi billion dollar company. It's a billion dollar, multi billion dollar company. Oh God! There you go. I forget what it was called. Sorority Sisters or something like that. It was called. Yeah, something. I don't. Yeah, yeah Sorority Eights in a slime ball ballerama. Yeah, I remember that. Good movie. <laughs> Check it out. Uh, singles match. Okay, so Miz does his whole gimmick. He's out there. Hey, I'm the Miz. Blah, 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 blah. And Snoop Dogg's like, blah, blah, blah. I'm Snoop Dogg. Then he asks for a match. Pat McAfee comes out. <laughs> does a bunch of fucking shit. Buddy, I was watching this in the afternoon, and some guy was in there, and he's like, holy shit. And he's like, who is this fucking dude? And I was like, he's an NFL player. He's like, get the fuck out of here. And he had to look it up. And he was like, oh, I thought he was just a podcaster. Oh, really? So there you yeah. go. That's an uh, NFL. This that's is how NFL long ago fan. Pat McAfee played. He's a fucking. Right. He was a fucking uh, Pro Bowler. Well, yeah. sort of. I mean, come on, he's a punter. punter. So what? He's still got to get out there in front of eighty thousand fucking people and kick that ball before some three hundred fifty pound guy right, smashes his head in. Kick that ball, brother. A serious fucking. Bit. I mean, you know, shit on him all you want. It's you know, he's a whatever. Big ass dude. He's a fucking. I'm not pro. shitting on him. I'm just saying. I'm not expecting right. people to know punters. Um, yeah, Reggie but I Roby. hold on. I'm sorry. Yeah, no, I, I I agree with you there. I I but I do think that like if you're in that podcast world, a lot of these kids because you know how football is now. Everybody knows everything about everyone with their statistics and all this other bullshit. I think I find it it, it depends on the age of the guy, right? I knew exactly who he was when I when I when I heard you know like he was getting involved yeah. in wrestling. I didn't I thought know he was, he was, he was in the, the Super Bowl. Crazy guy that yeah. ran the McAfee uh, McAfee security. He was sitting he related them. Somehow even cooler McAfee. <laughs> He's the coolest McAfee. Anyway, that happened. Uh Brandon, you have any thoughts on that? No. I mean okay. I think uh, yeah, it happened. No, go ahead if you have thoughts. I think this was the moment where I started getting excited for next year's WrestleMania because I'm like, oh, it's a stop. If these are the stops these were the half the stops of last right. year's, which means next year's gotta load up. Oh, what are you w- talking about? We're getting some real special people next year. Oh, I can't wait. Here we go. Ready? All right. The WWE <laughs> Raw Tag Team title and SmackDown Tag Team title match. Kevin Owens defeated, uh, and Sami Zayn defeated the Usos in 24 minutes. Um, Brandon, uh, Chris, I'll let you go first because you've been talking up this storyline. It was a good match. Good. No, I, I think it lived up to its hype. I, I think that uh, a lot of it had to do with the fact that Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn were involved in it. Um, so they're going to be able to sell the shit out of everything and make everything seem like it's a lot bigger than it is, um, you know, and they're fucking weekly matches. So they just kick it up in WrestleMania. Uh, I actually liked I, th- I was saying before that I and I would still put it up there as a, I was excited, like, you know, uh, it had enough excitement that it would I would put it up there for match of the year. Um, uh, I, but I think the Charlotte Flair, I enjoyed the Charlotte Flair Rhea Ripley match more. Um, and, uh, I did like once again, the culmination of a fucking storyline where we get to a point and we don't just kind of like, look, I want to be 
I want to be, um, I want to be tricked. I want to be, I want to expect one thing and then be given another, but I don't want to expect one thing and be given another just for the sake of continuing a storyline mm-hmm. so we can get another fucking pay-per-view out of it. Mm-hmm. With no backstory, right? <laughs> yeah. So, um, it was nice to see this one go just like the Dominic Mysterio match. It was nice to see this one go as expected. Because, you know, also on top of the fact that, like, you know, you want to get that payoff or I want to get that payoff. On top of that, I also don't want to watch. Sometimes you get to a point where it's like, I don't want to watch this show anymore. Right. We're on season. You know, like, what, is, what have we got, like, season four seasons of a show oh, anymore? Man, you're taking all you're taking all them points from me. I got all no, them. I'm, I'm sorry. Gonna, all right. You know, no, I'm just going to finish. No. You're, you're pushing past the final. We haven't even talked about the final match yet. Yeah. Talk about with Save all that. For day two. We haven't even okay. gotten to day two yet. We go still ahead. got a whole show to talk about. Go ahead. Go, well, no, you no, you go ahead on. and wrap that up, Jim. Oh, no. Well, do you have any final thoughts on this? No, no I think I'm... you guys are getting somewhere. I mean, you, you No, we're not going to talk about it until we talk about uh, Sure, but do you have anything yet. on this? No, no, I enjoyed it. I do want to get Chris's Chris's opinion when we get to the end of this. Very, I'm very curious about Chris's opinion. But... Real quick. Okay. So the show ended. Okay. Let's go through this real quick. Um, well, not real quick. We can take our time. Uh, best match of the night, Brandon. I think it's Dom and Ray for me. Yeah. Don't forget, best and favorite are different. You can't have the same one. Remember, we had this discussion. Okay. Well, hold on. this is best. Well, then it's, it's the, uh, Rhea Ripley Charlotte Flair. I think that was a, a higher quality match. I will say that I'm, I did not invest the time into either of their two careers like Chris did. But the good news is that when it seems like when you do invest that time, it was rewarded there and then rewarded. Match. Right. How about favorite? We'll do both of them. I just gave that. Yeah. Yeah. So Ray and, uh, Dominic, Chris, best and favorite. I'm going to go with, uh, Brandon. I have the same opinion as Brandon. Best match is Rhea Ripley and. You also can't have the same opinion. <laughs> no, you can't have the same opinion. All right, so the thing. best match, the best match was Dominic and Rey Mysterio, and the favorite match was Rhea Ripley and Charlotte Flair. I agree with I agree with both of you. You you can't. You have to give yeah. us two I, more. Well, I, 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 <laughs> you, you have to, yours. This has to be different now. Brandon, who was your? What was your moment of the night? Uh, I mean WrestleMania. It's the beginning. It's it's Cena coming out, the start of it. That's I think it was all slightly downhill from there, for better or for worse. <laughs> but the the Cena coming out, the moment when it starts, that, that's just fun to me. Chris, your moment of the night for night one. The Rey Mysterio whipping his kid, beating child abuse, and uh, the spitting on his mother. Yeah. <laughs> let's 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 do let's let's say it this way. I'll sum it all up. Dysfunctional family. Yes. Yeah. My moment of the night was Toxic the uh, was the let me think about it was the dancing um, uh, honey nut cheerio or whatever the was. cinnamon, cinnamon toast crunch, crunch. Okay. Like, that was my favorite moment of the night uh, hardest to watch of the night you know we might as well go with our theme uh, Brandon what was your hardest my girl night? this is my girl my uh, my first crush Lita oh and, fuck uh, yeah Lita. and oh, my my, my second crush Trish Stratus uh, the whole thing. I agree Chris uh, uh, since we're not allowed to agree unless you're <laughs> okay. The yeah, one recording you're too the pretentious. Show. You're too pretentious. Uh, yeah, you're, yeah. I'm gonna go with no, just to go different because I would agree with that as well. But just to go different, I'm gonna say anytime the Braun Strowman pops up on my television because I yeah. really <laughs> fucking hate him. I, I just fucking stinks. hate him. I um, he was the only time I thought I enjoyed him was when they did the choo choo noises and they got rid of it. <laughs> yeah, I this, like you fired him. You fired him 
and nobody missed him. And then you brought him back. Well, guess what? Vince is back, baby. He's firing everybody. World Wrestling Entertainment was merged with Endeavor Group, the parent company of competitor UFC. Competitor? This is CNN business, by the way. That's Meltzer World, dude. That's Meltzer World. That's quite the word to use, competitor of UFC. To form a new publicly traded company. This is from CNN Business. This is this happened on Sunday afternoon. We got the rumor. It was officially announced on Monday. The deal values the newly combined company at over $21 billion. UFC is worth $12.1 billion, and WWE is valued at $9.3 billion. Endeavor shareholders will own 51% of the newly combined, combined company. And they tell you, while WWE shareholders will get 49%, they needed to do the math for you. Why did I use CNN Business for <laughs> I have no idea. Competitor. Yeah. They're competitor. But something came out today. Shareholders of WWE are contesting the sale. I don't th- I think it's still going to go through. I think they don't th- they feel they're not getting the price the proper sale price for this. But uh we'll see how it goes. But as as far as we know and all the information we have, Vince McMahon is now uh president no, not president. Chief executive some kind of uh, executive officer of WWE, not the president, and uh, he is going to be around. And I didn't watch Raw, and we're not going to talk about Raw really, but um, apparently it's stunk of Vince McMahon. Uh, Brandon, thoughts? Yeah, to, uh, to be honest, I don't have a ton right now on the business side, just because there's not much news. I think I saw that at the share price, it was valued in the sixes, and they bought it at nine, which is a pretty significant markup you'd see a little bit of a markup on something like this but it's very wwe fan to be like nine's not enough right more for this this big investment that's pretty funny he Um, deserves to be booked the wwe stock isn't being booked the way i want it to exact literally yeah um i'm wondering if if the vince thing is long term or if that was just to not shake any any share price in the short term we've talked about this before I watched a couple of inter- interviews and whatnot, and um, what I saw, they want him on board. He's getting paid a yearly salary of around $1.3 million. Does have a buyout clause. There's a couple of things to keep him around for life. So this is definitely part of, I'm imagining this was part of the deal. So that makes it two things, right? One, Vince having a boss is probably good for the sake of the show, because he's books things like shit and that just has to get phased out. It's not it's going to cost them money at some point down the road for Vince to keep booking because the ratings were going poorly, I would think. And it seemed like the first time he stepped away, people got excited and people bought in. So that's like a lever to pull to raise the price to get rid of him at some point. The other and more interesting thing for our show is uh the women are just gonna start dropping like flies, I would imagine. They already and, are and protesting, yeah. Yeah, bad Chris. I saw you shake your head. No, I mean I don't. So you're looking. Endeavor is the parent company. Endeavor under. I think they understand that. You know, I mean, in any other circumstance. Well, first of all, one thing that this made me realize, especially over the last year, is that if you were important to a multi-billion-dollar company, you could pretty much do anything you want and not get fucking fired. So you know, we get fired because we're useless. That's just the way it is. We mean nothing. Uh, so we lose our jobs. Um, when uh, I was thinking of this in the car, when Disney uh, fired the MMA fighter, um, 
Uh, Gina Carano. Gina Carano. Gina Carano, yeah. For essentially, if you've ever listened to her in an interview, for just essentially kind of just being a dummy. Because that's really, if you listen to her, she's just not that bright. You know, she's dummy. Well, I mean, she she had some pretty fucking disgusting ideas yeah, on dumb, life. Dumb shit. She couldn't keep her fucking mouth shut about it, which is the catch. Yeah, right. Dummy. So, um, but here's the thing. If that show, if she, so if, if Gina Carano was important to Disney staying afloat, they would have just ignored the fact that that fucking happened and it would have blown over. But she's not, so they shit can't her. Um, this is the same thing here. Both of these people that are the, the heads. Right. I'm disagreeing a little bit because having bad opinions and raping women are two different things. No, 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 no. Hold on. Wait a okay. minute. We're not saying that. Okay. I'm We're just making sure it. you're not. <laughs> I'm not a fucking idiot. I, I, I understand you are. that. I understand that. Yeah, make your point. Okay. What I'm saying is, is that if you're unimportant, you can't do shit, whatever it is. And if you're very important to a multi-billion dollar company, you could do whatever the fuck you want. Well, that's billionaires in general. Save, save yeah. murder, and you could probably fucking do that. That was the point I was trying to make. Okay. Okay. Yeah, not to not to interrupt you real quick, Chris. Um, one, it's not that anyone would ever think you are. It's that maybe someone that's listening to you and is influenced by your opinion is. Right. Two, I'm, I'm glad that you brought that up because I was thinking like, and I think you still have more to say, so I don't want any of me to totally cut you off. But I, I was thinking the same thing. I'm like, maybe we should look at these fucking laws in America where if just because someone tries to not press charges on something that they're saying happened doesn't make it not a crime because it seems to be a way out of a lot of things public opinion important it, 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 most important like, well she didn't want to deal with it so now vince technically didn't do it and that's what it's kind of how the conversation gets framed. right yeah Chris. yeah well i mean you know if, if 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 i went into the middle of the street and beat the living shit out of somebody and the cops saw it happen and i got arrested and the person I didn't do it to didn't press charges, you know, the DA can still press charges on me. Right. Like that, it does, but I mean, so that is, that, that's a viable thing. I don't know to where you can apply that and what, to what crimes, but you could do that. I know that that, that happens. The DA can pursue charges, whether or not the, the victim wants to pursue charges as well, but that might not come into play in a case like that. I have no idea. I'm not a fucking lawyer. I'm a bartender, so I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. But, um, what I was saying was, is that you end up in a situation now that they have two very high paying individuals, because Dana White slapped his fucking wife and got caught on fucking video. Yep. Right? So you have two very high paid individuals who are probably the only two individuals on earth that are able to handle the fucking circuses that they, that they handle. There are very few people able to do that. Vince a little bit less than Dana. That, that can handle that fucking madness that goes on with those idiots. Vince, I think, could be replaced, but this is that, that might be part of the deal. But as long as you're important and important to them, keep making money, they're just going to ignore that this shit fucking happened. And that's of what course. they did. Yeah. You know, I mean, and look, we talked about this before, last week. Ain't nothing I can fucking do about it. So, I mean, just like, you know, just realize the fact that it's the old Carlin saying there's a, just a, a big fucking club and those two guys are in it and we ain't and the rules don't apply to them. Right. And if, if I cut you off and it seemed like I cut you off because I was judging, it wasn't that it's that we're an audio medium and some people might hear just the beginning of what you said and then clip you and pretend that that's all they heard and be like, I'll never listen again. 
That's people all. That's all just... the time mistake a point and then it's right. like, well, that's a good idea. Now I heard someone say it. Um, right, right, right. I just wanted to just throw in the, the opposite side. It's not that I disagree with you. I just want to make sure. Whoop. Okay. All right. I, but yeah, it was like, I, and I know what you're saying about the DA, Chris, but there just seems to be like in America this built in loophole of like, oh, but well, I, nobody saw it and you can, you can sort it out of court, then it, we don't really have to investigate any further. Meanwhile, the Vince McMahon's now on TV is like an active rapist. It just, I don't, it just seems like there's a bad sequence of events that lead and to that. And also like, you know, <laughs> you know, he's also pretend, uh, apologizing. Not really. Well, I've, uh, you know, I've done some things and therefore, you know, it never happened. Pretty much is what he's saying on fucking ESPN. He's having an interview and saying that. And it's like, it's just so crazy. Just because you paid somebody so doesn't weird. mean you, <laughs> you paid somebody to shut the fuck up doesn't mean you didn't do it. And then he's acting like by apologizing subtly, he's kind of admitting that he did it. But then there's like, there's no real law going on. It's just fucking, I hate it, man. Well, it seems that the only time that you know, authorities don't pursue these cases. One that has to do with a woman getting sexually assaulted or raped, which is equally as fucking gross. Yes. Yeah, yeah. This whole thing's awful. And thank God we don't watch WWE regularly. So uh, let's talk about WrestleMania night too. How about that? Um, Brock Lesnar defeats Omos. This match is fucking awesome. Brandon loved it. <laughs> Boy, what a fucking. Hit the brakes and turn right here. Yeah. Yeah, this is fun. Change, change the subject. This is fun. This is exactly what I expected. It was under five minutes. Oh, this is ridiculous. And Brock Lesnar beat him, which was probably the right move. I was going to say with the um, the main event of the of Saturday night, I, there's, I was joking about Logan Paul being the base. There should be like there's a litmus test or a Bechtel. There's like a Paul test where it's like, can you – Show this to someone that has no idea what's going on, and are they watching the TV as opposed to their phone or not? And this definitely passed that test for the people yes. I was with on Sunday. Chris, thoughts? Yeah, this was this. I mean, exactly what you expected, and a great match to open the night. Yeah, it's interesting. We talked about some stuff that might open the show, but I didn't never even thought about this one. This was great because it's five minutes. It was insane. And the thing is, is that, uh, you know, from what I understand, almost is really not well received. Just because, you know, it pays dues, whatever fucking reasoning these people have. Who cares? He's seven foot five. No, I, I, yeah, I know. I agree with you. I'm just saying, like, for whatever fucking reasoning that people have about wrestling, because they're in it, you know, by digging in the fucking stands, they're fucking wrestlers. Um, Shoot, brother. Yeah, they, um. They're working the kayfabe. I think that if you place this match anywhere else on the card, it gets really lost in the shuffle. Yeah, right. Yeah. It's good that they put it on first because you're, you're in your fucking seat and you've been waiting for wrestling all fucking day long. So good spot. That's a great point. I like the, uh, you don't see the, just the, the big man squeeze anymore. Just there's something that reminds me of that the bear hug? giant, like the, oh, fuck yeah. I love yeah. that. And somehow it's like, you know, they had rest spots to, like, build that heat for Brock Lesnar. I used heat. Sorry, wrestling. I'm not a wrestler, but I used the word heat. Um, but it didn't seem like it slowed it down. It didn't seem like a rest spot. It was like he was actually applying pressure because he's such a giant. He was picking him up. This and is just great. that, that dragging out of the moment when just you see Brock Lesnar looking tiny, just squealing yep. over somebody's uh, shoulder. So good. It's fun. I love it. This is what we, we're here for. This is what we're here for. You know what we're not here for? Fatal four-way tag team match. Ronda Rousey and 
and Shayna Baszler defeated Chelsea Green and Sonya Deville, Liv Morgan and Raquel Gonzalez, and Natalia and Shotzi. Yeah, me. Awesome. Let me hit the input button and go watch the Phillies get rocked by the, the Yankees. That's what happened. Um, I will say this. It was surprisingly not a car wreck. wasn't no, entertaining. It wasn't. Yeah. it wasn't entertaining at all. But it wasn't the disaster I thought it was going to be. I thought it was going to be a fucking mess. So, I but thought, I didn't care. I, I mean, I could, I'm going to cool. go deeper into this, but we're going to save it for later. Next up, WWE Intercontinental title triple threat match. Gunther defeats Drew McIntyre and Sheamus in probably WWE's best representation of 2015 never open way title match. This match is fucking awesome. Brandon. What was it? Sorry. <laughs> He's watching the Phillies. <laughs> the yeah, Intercontinental like, title match. Strom got it done against the Yankees. <laughs> Gunther, Drew McIntyre. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the Gunther. <laughs> Sorry, man. The Phillies take less than ever. Yeah. Well, you got like 155. Oh, good. I'd rather be Sorry. <laughs> um, yeah, the, no, this was good. The, another one, too, where uh, I, I'm watching, I'm judging the room as much as I'm watching the match and being like, is this getting anybody to look away from their phone? And they were. It's, this was uh, drawing them out. And these are two, like, are three real professionals. Uh, Drew McIntyre was a reason why I was gonna call it two and a half. Creepy, creepy, uh, everybody laughed at, uh, which I won't steal from Chris, but the, the Nazi coming out. Cause everybody yeah, was thinking the same thing. Pretty intense. As people hey, that don't watch WWE all the time, I mean, we remember Gunther from NXT. Walter's on yeah. live. Walt, good old Walter. But it's always kind of strange to see him in that Nazi get up coming out. <laughs> because they're all, the, the group I'm watching with, nobody knows that they they know that I like wrestling, but they don't know what's cool to say and what doesn't, what right. isn't cool to say. And then I mentioned what Chris's wife said, and then just everybody started laughing. They're like, right. "That's what the fuck I was thinking." Yeah, right. Like, Should I say this? I don't want to offend anyone. Chris, thoughts? You're talking about wrestling, believe me. There's nothing yeah. cool to say. Oh yeah. Um, <laughs> this is. I told you this was the match I wanted to fucking see at all of them. This was. I knew it was going to be fucking great. I mean, I know I didn't realize that um, Drew McIntyre's sword had the power to light the steps blue flame. That was pretty cool. But that um, it wasn't cool at all. It was fucking terrible. <laughs> um, and uh, look, I, you know, listen when when your when your country's army has their uniform, your 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 native country's army has their uniforms dev- de- designed by Hugo Boss. Yes. You want to represent as you get older. That's that true. Fair I mean, he is Austrian, but still, so is Hitler. So, you know, you, you, you want to be able to, <laughs> dude. It, it, and it's so funny because it's this. like, it's like, if they have this, I, I know somebody there said, look, just make the, the, the piping and the inside white. Don't make it red and nobody will notice. <laughs> like if that, you know, the, the inside of the, 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 the flap. Was white, you had white, the white piping on the jacket. If it was red, it's a fucking, it was a German Wehrmacht general. It looked like General Burkhalter. I mean, like, come on, who thinks that this is okay? Do you guys think, do you guys ever ponder this? The, uh, I think this is the kind of the Italian's whole lane. 
they were in Axis power. And they were they teamed up with Hitler in World War Two, but they just have great fashion and food. And they kind of they kind of <laughs> skirt that rep entirely. Well, they also cut Mussolini's <laughs> dick off and hung him in the middle of the town square. So they yeah. weren't too happy about that whole situation as a people. <laughs> you know, as people, they weren't well, that happy. And also, also, <laughs> also, you got to remember, we have as Italian Americans, because I'm not Italian. I'm a, an American with Italian ancestry. Uh, 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 more Americans with Italian ancestry fought for the United States in World War II than anybody else. So we it evens out. Right, because we had a lot of bad guys, we had a lot of good guys too. They all evened out. It almost evened out that. until you that's, guys are the, the last group that you could be racist against. Then it that's true. Yeah, still, still could be racist against them. No, Anyways, that's, that's awesome. <laughs> no, this match was fucking great, and we're not talking about it enough. I mean, these guys beat the living piss out of himself to the fact that Michael Cole. And look, say what you will about Michael Cole. I like when he gets on a roll and he'll actually start fucking laughing and not be able to stop. Yeah, it's great. Very rarely does it happen. I think the last time I remember it happened was Titus O'Neil sliding under the ring, which, of course, it being wrestling, they couldn't just let that happen one time. That had to now become the thing. They couldn't just let the moment live. He was bouncing up and down on the ropes. But anyway, but he was laughing at the fact that Gunther's chest was actually black and blue. And he was pointing at him and laughing because you could see him in the bottom of the corner. I don't mean to laugh, but his chest is actually black and blue. Yep. This Everybody match, match out of great, man. I loved it. I was so happy. It lived up to expectations. Next up, put it on there. WWE Women's Raw Women's Title match. Bianca Del... Uh, God, I can't even speak. It's this <laughs> podcast taking so long. Uh, Bianca Belair, the uh, champ, defeats Asuka. Brandon Thoughts. I, I found this entertaining. I actually I watched too. the whole, I watched the whole thing. I didn't have a problem looking away from it. I'll keep the podcast moving. I thought this was a great match. Chris thoughts? Uh, I don't, not a fan of Bianca. I've never been one. Really? I, tremendous athlete. This is a, a thing that takes me out whenever she's in the ring. I just start not paying attention. No, I love her. Yeah, no, look, look, she's a great performer and she's a great, there's just like these they're weird things that just about certain performers that when they get in a ring, you're just like, whatever, I don't care. Her interest was fucking awesome. Yeah, that, was, that was the, awesome. I hate kids. They can all <laughs> go, go, back, go play, go out and play. Next up. Fucking kids. One of those Next. kids' moms died. That day. Yeah, mom died. Yo, fucking Triple A's fucking weeping. He was what? weeping in the press conference. Why? Chris, you didn't watch the press conference? No. I was weeping when I saw Triple H all non-juiced and deflated with his giant head. All right, here we Triple go. Triple head. That's what he said. That's what the Triple H is. Sorry, the head, head, head. The H, the head, head, head. Uh, a singles match. It's listed as singles match. So the Miz comes out. He does another challenge anyone to a match. And my most, and I don't use this word much, but my most hated personality and professional wrestling Shane McMahon comes down to the ring he's huffing and puffing he's got his fucking girdle on you could see it through his baseball shirt he starts doing some moves against the Miz and one of the greatest moments in professional wrestling something that had me laughing to tears he decides to do a leapfrog and he blows out his quad just like his father he's rolling around in the ring (laughs) <laughs> He's injured, trying to stop the Miz. The Miz is dancing around like a jackass. Come on, come on. Snoop Dogg, who is the co-host here, 
Get comes into the ring, punches the fist in the face, does a people's elbow, some of the best ring rope running you'll ever see in professional wrestling. I'm going to say it right now. This was my moment of the fucking weekends was watching Shane McMahon fail miserably on stage and blow his leg out. I hope he never walks again. Brandon thoughts. It's a family tradition. I mean, one I never thought would happen, but just one that I would love to continue is the, the blowing out of the lower legs of the, of the McMahon family live. <laughs> because for a family that's a stickler for every detail and wants everything to be pre-planned for them to both explode in front of the, <laughs> of, uh, in front of thousands and thousands, of, maybe millions of people. Incredible. Um, Snoop Dogg, yeah, I mean, fucking, oh, God, that talk about a performer, man. Oh my you know, God. The, aware of the moment. Uh, he, for him uh, to step in like he did. Chris, so I have a, I have a, I have a, I have a comment and a question. Yes. First, the question. Now, first, let's do the comment first. Yes. Snoop Dogg, proof that you don't have to be a good fucking wrestler if you're a decent performer. Right. You don't have to. It, this furthers my, my, my belief that it ain't about fucking moves. It's about fucking story and performing the story. And this guy fucking nailed it. I mean, the world's worst fro- frog splash on fucking AW television. The world's worst rope running and people's elbow on WWE television. Miz is selling it too. It's great. And it doesn't fucking matter. And I'm sure he probably dropped that elbow right in the middle of fucking Miz's chest. Right. Right. He doesn't know how to do it and not murder the motherfucker. Right. So that's that. That's my comment. My question. And, and the crip walk after he was done. Yeah, the crip walk. This is so good. <laughs> this is fucking brilliant. Go ahead. My question. These are now my top three greatest moments in wrestling pay-per-view history, and I want you to rank them. Rank okay. Them. Number one. Now, these aren't in any order. I want you guys to rank them. Shane McMahon, blow in a squad. Okay. Number two, Vince McMahon, blowing both of his squads. Okay. And number three. Owen Hart dying. The entire Sake the Nake saga. <laughs> now, these are just... <laughs> Where do you put enjoyment level? Brent, I'll let you go first. I, I mean, to me, double quad, Vince, is, is, is untouchable. That's one of the funniest things that's ever happened. I'll put Sake 2, Shane 3. Um, I will go with... <laughs> <laughs> All right, recency bias. So, I'll go with... Uh, Vince, third. I'll go with Sake the Nake, second. And because I fucking hate Shane McMahon so much, and I hope he never, I hope he never walks again, I'm going to put him top of the list. Can I, can I also say that I agree with you that I think Shane McMahon is probably, is and always has been, since his arrival as a wrestler, has been my most hated. I can't say. Like, he's immediately fuck you to the TV. Yeah, like, Like, not in a good way. Yeah, another That's reason why oh, you you worked me into this anger. No, you just fucking stink. You're the, you're the fucking kid of the guy that owns the company. That's why you're on TV. Like Stephanie, Stephanie's the kid of the guy that owns the company. She's awesome. Yeah, James always has been. Fucking sucks. And when he pulled, dude, when he got knocked out by Roman Reigns, <laughs> that one time. And then they didn't mention it. Nobody asked any questions because Shane's such a great worker. Even though he was in the middle of the ring, like. With his eyes open, with his arms up, completely knocked yeah, out. 
That was the Royal Rumble. Wasn't he supposed to win? That was the rumor that no, year? No, no, no. This was, I believe it was Survivor Series, and he was trying to do his, like, coast-to-coast jump, but Roman Reigns intercepted him on the coast-to-coast jump and fucking almost killed him. It was amazing. Fuck you, Shane. I hope you're dead. I say hello. With, wasn't it with Kurt Angle, too? He fucking fired Kurt Angle through the glass and, like, knocked him out? Yeah. He gave him that fucking suplex through the glass and almost killed him. If he's not jumping off stuff, nobody wants to see. He's no good at it. Stay out of the ring. Also, another cool reason why up. Shane might be number one is because uh, talk about a bullet dodge. That guy's not rehabbing before WrestleMania XL. We're not getting him next year. Uh, RIP. We're not going to get him. We'll talk about it, though. Uh, Hell in a Cell match. Edge defeats Finn Balor in a Hell in a Cell match that they had to stop the bleeding. Because nothing says Hell in a Cell like no blood. Brand thoughts. Don't think I've ever seen a cooler intro than South of Heaven. If they didn't say Brood Edge all over the screen, it oh would have been cooler. Right. Uh, and if he didn't take the mask off and then play his actual music, which isn't as cool, would have been cooler. But despite those two points, Goosebumps, pretty fucking sweet, the rising out of the, the fucking ramp. Highlight of this match, in my opinion, because the rest of it got a little sloppy. Mm-hmm. Finn Balor got caught with a ladder. What they had to shoot him up in the ring with something and and staple his head. Hit him up with a little lidocaine and stapled his head shut because you can't have bleeding in a fucking hell in a cell match, brother. Mm. Strange, yeah. And uh, I thought this. I don't know if I'm just getting old. I'm more aware of these little details, but that looked like a pretty clear uh, the referee stepping in and being like, uh-uh, "Somebody's cut. We got to." derail the match when, when you're watching Edge be tired all of a sudden after he just mm-hmm. hit the fucking spot to get the pin. Uh, I thought that specific moment and how strangely it looked like it was handled kind of derailed this a little bit, but uh, otherwise the and the, the Demon Finn Baylor thing I think is officially cooked. We could it's never dead. ever do yeah, that again. Done. Chris thoughts? Um... Nobody's going to get this reference, probably, except for me and Jim, but uh, Edge looking like fucking Clytus from <laughs> Flash Gordon when he came out. That was like, what hey, was, what was you, that? You're going to the torture channel. You? <laughs> okay, General Clytus? Yes. Um, other than that, um, I Brandon, yeah, you're right. Like the, 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 the ineptitude in trying to handle the fact that, like, Finn Balor, I think he's got like 15 staples in his fucking head. And I was saying this before, the demon thing just doesn't fucking work when he's a, he's a heel. Like, it, it yeah, you know, don't work. It's, it's doesn't work. So hopefully I'm an evil person. That. It's I'm something a more evil person. But yeah, like, <laughs> if you're evil, why would you hold back on the evil? Why would you, why would you always be the demon? Right. It's like, so, you don't want to see me when I'm angry. Like a right. little kid with clenching his <laughs> Right. Yeah, but like, Bill Bixby was a good guy. The Hulk was a good guy. By the way, anybody fucking ever, if I mention the Hulk ever again, it's the Bill Bixby Hulk. I had this with, I had this at work. I had this at work. So somebody started talking about, uh, Joe Banner, the former, uh, co-owner of the Philadelphia Eagles. And, okay. and I said, well, you know, that's what happened with Joe Banner. And I just heard part of it and I went, what? He got hit with gamma rays. And, and then I, so, I don't know. That's completely off the off the topic, and I thought it was funny. So anyway, um, yeah, this. Uh, I mean, look, it was gruesome. 
And I don't fucking care. Also, I'm not done with Hell in a Cell. Can we get rid of Hell in a Cell? No way. For a little bit. Like Hell in a Cell, Finn Balor, Foot Stomp, can't do it off the cage. Let's put mystery shelves all over the place. Oh, God. And, the, and the, color-coded, the color-coded weapons? <laughs> Give me a fucking <laughs> break, dude. There uh, were color-coded weapons. Oh, my God. This fucking match stunk. Uh, next. WWE title, universal title match. Roman Reigns with Paul Heyman Soa Solo Sokoa took 10 minutes to get to the ring, and Cody Rhodes took 9 minutes to get to the ring or something like that. It was about 25 minutes before the match started. 35 minutes and 29 seconds, Roman Reigns beats Cody Rhodes. Uh, I'll go through some real quick points about it. Solo Sokoa gets kicked out because he's cheating. I think he whipped him with the belt. Uh, so he gets kicked out. Then we get the fun over book stuff where you got the Usos coming out and then you get the, you know, the fucking Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn coming out, which we were expecting when we thought it would be fun and that all happened. And then kicked out Solo Sokoa comes in and interferes, even though he was ejected with like, I think he hit him with like a, a thumb or something. Yeah, he does so the Oriental spike. Yeah, but he was already kicked out. <laughs> so what's he doing back? Uh, and Cody Rhodes loses, and um, there you go. And someone threw a rubber chicken at him. It was fucking amazing. Um, Brandon, thoughts? Well, I know, Jim, we talked about this live, and you're like, oh, I got something to say. So I'm, I'm going to keep it brief here, and I'm, I'm anxious to hear what you say. Um, the first part of the match, I think, meaning everything but the end was a lot of fun. Uh, the Cody Rhodes live at WrestleMania doing all the dusty shit, I think hit a lot of people pretty hard. Me, I, th- I felt emotionally impacted by that. Not even not being alive for that shit. I, d- I knew what it was and I thought it was a fucking incredible WrestleMania moment. Um, you have a three hour raw show, a two hour SmackDown show every single week. And the big problem with it is that, Nothing ever kind of goes anywhere. So you, you go to WrestleMania because that's where you get some resolution. Uh, and I can't think of any other 80,000 person sporting event where someone could storm the fucking court, uh, get ejected and somehow quickly find their way back onto the court to ruin the last second of it. So, um, that's not resolution. Chris thoughts. Yeah, I think it nothing ever goes anywhere. That's all I have to say. Nothing goes anywhere. Eventually, and then eventually you end up in a situation where you have a champion tear through the whole fucking roster, and then what the fuck do we do? Why? Oh, I'm gonna who are you gonna fight next? Matt Riddle. <laughs> I mean, it's like eventually you start saying why. Bobby Lashley, okay. It's not that interesting. What are we doing? Why? Why are we doing any of this? It just just drags and drags and drags with no resolution. The champion, the belt, isn't real. So it really doesn't mean anything that he keeps beating all these guys up. What means something... Now, look, I don't have a problem with Roman. I really don't. Like, I like him as a champion, but... You you don't watch it to see – it's not like you're watching a sporting event where you're watching it to watch your team win. You're watching it because it's a consistently week-to-week, no-off-season, live 
television, drama, comedy, whatever that they want to do that day, every week on your TV. You know, I say the word rerun every week on this podcast for two fucking years now or longer. I don't even know how long we've been doing this. Yeah, I mean, just week 123. So, yeah, that's all I got. Okay. All right. So the match itself was fine. It was fine. It was fun, especially the build up. The finish was fucking trash. And you said it, Brandon. You hit on it. You get a guy who gets kicked out. The referee knows he's kicked out. The guy comes in, sneaks in, cheats to injure someone. That person loses. The guy that was kicked out is still at ringside. He's not hiding. He's just there. The ref doesn't scream and yell and go, get out of here or anything like that. We get nothing. So it was a real dumb ending to the fucking match. It was just completely dumb. The problem, the real big problem is, and Chris touched on this earlier, and he touched on it again, and then they did a press conference. And, Brandon, did you watch press conference? You did watch press conference, right? Most of it. Yeah. So good old Triple H, Paul Levesque, comes out. And he said, and someone questions him, and he's like, you know, he's uh, booking subjective, you know, whatever, whatever. But what was your decision making to get Cody to lose? And he says that it's an ongoing story. And in WWE, the story never ends. Now, we've said this over and over and over on this podcast. The reason why we don't really pay attention to WWE anymore or at all is that there's no end to it. There's no resolution. The stories never stop. And you get a situation where you have this perfect moment to reset your story. And we've mentioned it. We mentioned it last week in our preview that WWE does not have a season-ending episode. Every television show, I'd love television shows to go on forever and just be wonderful and fantastic. And it doesn't really work that way. But even shows that are continuing, say, like Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones, you know, you get to season three. All this bad shit happens. All this good shit happens. But at the end, there's an ending with something on the horizon for next season. WWE, you don't get nothing. You get no fucking solution with a new story on the horizon for the next season. Instead, you just get the same fucking bullshit. The biggest beef I have with all of this has nothing to do with WWE's booking, is to ask WWE viewers, weekly viewers, if you are going to sit there and watch this shit and cry and moan and put on fucking Raw the next week and go on Cage Match and go, it was only 1.5 out of 10. Do yourself a favor. Do everybody a favor. Stop fucking watching. If you stop watching the fucking product, maybe they'll change it. That's the only thing that's pushing WWE at this point is ratings. Why do you do the as a as a fan of WWE? Ask yourself, why do you do this to yourself? Why do you sit there every week and put up with this shit? That's the reason they do this. That's the reason you can put it down. Come back in a year, maybe it'll be better. We put it down every year. We come back for WrestleMania and we go, yeah, there were some good parts, but guess what? It's not that great. It doesn't change that much. And WWE continually just takes this giant pile of shit, jams in your fucking mouth. And there's two, you know, a fucking full stadium of jackasses on Monday night who apparently sat there for three hours and there was three matches on the whole fucking show. 
And they're just clapping and singing along and go WWE. And they're going on Twitter and being like, WWE's the best. I hope AEW fails, which is fucking weird. What is wrong with you people? I would love you to send me an email. Tell me. Explain to me why you do it every week. I don't get it. Things will never change unless the only thing that speaks in this fucking world is money. And to WWE, it's fucking ratings. Their money is ratings. And the only way you want to get changed is not going on social media. They're not fucking listening to you. We're learning that. They're not listening to you. You gotta pay with, you gotta fucking get some difference. You gotta make some changes with your fucking wallet. The only way to do that, stop watching. There you go. I'm done. Thank you. Friend club. Chris, do you have anything to say? Chris? Well, I will say this, and to your point, uh, it sums up your point perfectly. Because you brought up Game of Thrones, and I've said this a million times to different people about Game of Thrones. I don't know if it was. I mean, I'm just, I was just using that as an example. No, yeah. no, no. It was it, a worldwide it, phenomenon for a while. And then it, it fell works off. as an example, and it's, it, it lines up to what you were saying. There was a season at the end of, uh, it could have been season three or season four of Game of Thrones. I said, if she's not on a fucking boat heading to the other fucking continent at the end of the season, I'm done. To your point, I'm not going to invest any more time in something if it's not moving forward. If it ended that season and Khaleesi and the start of the next season was still on the other continent, I'm like, what the fuck are we doing here, bro? I'm not, I'm not investing my hour a week in this. I'll wait until it moves on. I'll pick up in another fucking season. So I'm a hundred percent, you know, a hundred percent in agreement with you. And I think, you know, it'd be difficult to not. I can't see an argument that says that these storylines are at, at, in the least bit intriguing. And what were the storylines that we enjoyed? really just one two Sami Zayn, Kevin Owens versus the Usos that shit went on for a while mm-hmm. it culminated in an ending the ending was the Usos lose the tag titles the other one was Dominic Mysterio is acting like a fucking shit bag for over a year or for about a year I should say and he finally got his ass beat on pay-per-view or whatever by his old man he got whipped with a belt he got what he deserved. He got what was coming to him. These are the best matches that they had. You right. didn't have to watch the entire. All you needed to see were the lead-ins to the match, a summary of what was going on, and it got a payoff at the end of it. Right. And also, to your point, the reason why we watch professional wrestling is story, for one reason. And another thing, a thing that brings draws us to things like New Japan Pro Wrestling is Hot, top level athletes fighting for titles. And in that case, you got two of the better matches of the two of the weekend. You got the intercontinental title match, which is the three best dudes beating the mm-hmm. fucking piss out of each other. Of course, they had a little storyline between Drew McIntyre and Sheamus, but I wasn't familiar with it. But when I'm looking at the paper, I'm like, these guys are going to beat the shit out of each other. And we had Charlotte Flair and Rhea Ripley. And you saw that and you were like, this is going to be fucking good because we had the top athletes right. fighting against each other. Almost and, um, uh, Brock Lesnar. You see two giant dudes on the card. There's no story between them, except that they're two giant dudes, and they're going to fight each other. That's what draws you to it. But to have this massive storyline, and Chris, I'm going to ask you a question after this. This massive storyline that's been going on for fucking years now, I'm assuming, and then to have it say, like, well, part of it's done. You built this guy Cody Rhodes up. He's come back. He broke his fucking tit. He's back. He's in the middle of this fucking this storyline. Then he goes out and he loses in a really dumb finish 
I don't give a shit if you enjoyed it. If you say like, well, Cody Rhodes, you know, blah, 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 blah. He can build himself up. Maybe he can come back and be like this underdog. No. It was a terrible fucking finish. And to finish that off and it'd be like, you know what? WWE is a continuing storyline. It never ends. The season never ends. It's always. WWE is forever. <laughs> like, that's so fucking cunty to do. But, Chris, I got to ask you. And you said this, and we did this a couple of weeks ago. You can go back and listen to it. We did, like, way too early projections for best of 2023. And Chris said that his best storyline would be the culmination of the bloodline. Chris, where do you stand on that point now? I'm just curious. Like, you're, like, don't care. Right. Okay. Because we're going to go from it, right? What do I, what did, uh, what do I want? What what is the intriguing storyline? These two guys lay lost, but this guy won, so he's still on charge for another what year? Right? When does that end? Okay. How long do I have to wait to see this culminate? How much more of the same shit do I have to watch to see this end? Or Monday night, and he's berating the fuck out of everyone on national TV. Are you talking about Cody or Roman Reigns? No, Roman. Because yeah. they failed him. And it's not my fault. It's yours. And he becomes an even bigger fucking heel. Because I was the champion. And because you guys were complete pieces of shit, I lost. What's more intriguing here? Where do we go? For, and then he can continue to berate them. And you could sow the seeds of doubt on the underlings of the of the uh of the bloodline over the course of a fucking year this shit can go down. And you re and you bring it back at WrestleMania. Bring it back at SummerSlam. But now it just becomes inconsequential. You become accustomed to this thing that nobody fucking like eventually you just get tired of it. And once again, I love Roman as champion. I, it, it's not like, oh, he doesn't deserve it. Who cares? He's a shitty wrestler. It's right. fucking great. Yeah. And look, in my opinion, I think he, his presentation, the way that he carries himself as a champion on television, I think he's probably doing it. He's definitely better doing it better than anybody else in the United States right now. Yeah, he looks completely believable. And he may be doing it better than anybody in the world right now. God is pretty good. Okay, listen, right. and, and uh, we I know that, and that's why I was kind of hesitating to say that. Like, Okada's doing that's, this whole Black Trunks dickhead Okada, and it's pretty good. But it's yeah. very similar to the character that Roman Reigns has, but not a heel. Right. Like, confident, but not shitty. You know? But... It's, you know, you could put Roman in the way he can, like he walks, that's, he's a superstar mm -hmm. and he holds the belt. I don't know. You guys don't really watch. So you don't see it, but you may have seen it in WrestleMania. It happened last night. He comes out, right? He's got the title of whatever show he's on around his waist. And then he has Heyman holding the other title. And then he, Heyman holds, grabs, hands him the title that he's holding. And then he undoes the snaps for the other title, and he grabs it and he holds that one up. And it's this, like, little ballet of title belts, and it looks fucking great. It's like this little tiny thing that they do. 
And he looks great doing it. And now he's going to do it more. And I don't fucking care. Brandon, go ahead. Your thoughts. Yeah, going back a little bit here, um, you you made me think with the Game of Thrones thing. Because um, yeah, you were your main point, I think, which sort of surprised me was how hot you were about the WWE fans and the people that just won't go away from it despite its quality. And I was thinking about um, I'm probably like that with Game of Thrones because I watched it with my family. Uh, like, kind of, like not to get deep here, but like before my parents got divorced, that was a thing that we did and we all talked about. And so I don't really give a fuck if the show is bad because it's just a thing that is has some connectivity to it, which is very similar to how I think a lot of these people feel about Raw. And it's like it doesn't really matter that it's bad. It's just a thing that we do. We do. It, so, yeah. And that's why we like it. And so those people don't surprise me i'm not surprised that you can give those people shit i think our end point is kind of the same but in, uh, the things that bothered me were somewhat different um i think that i'm not surprised that people will watch raw if it's a fucking blue screen with roman reigns coming out for three minutes of it like there's they just seem to not be able to drop behind below nine hundred thousand people as shitty as of a product as it is what annoys me is like I I will pay next year five hundred dollars for a WrestleMania lower bowl seat. I right. personally would because I want to go that bad. I've wanted to go to WrestleMania my whole life. I have the money to do it. If I went to that, and especially if I was into it, and I got a fucking non-conclusive ending to a man, you you said it's a shit finish. It's I would say it's not a finish. There was no finish at all. It just right. it, it it was just a, a raw ending. To fucking Sunday night at WrestleMania in front of people that are paying thousands and thousands of dollars. That's what pisses me off because it's like, that's really disrespectful to your top clients. That's the people that would spend the most money to go, to go support you and you just papooed the fact, the fact that they were there and just put, kick them into, um, like I said, a shitty raw storyline. Um, I talked about all of this, like the logistics of it. Just an idea. Um, replay the the no replay in WWE thing is stupid. There's replay everywhere now. You watch a fucking high school basketball game, they'll, they'll go replay what's going on. Mm-hmm. Maybe a, a funny catch would be: hold on, hold on. All of a sudden, we have replay because this is the most broadcast event in WWE history. Actually, like it's we the only event solo... all year that they have it. Yeah, that That'd would be, be interesting. Solo Sakal, we saw each. Oh, we're restarting the match. That would be WrestleMania-level drama. We saw there was cheating. You thought it would work from the first 38 WrestleManias. It didn't this time. That would be – and then you they restart, and I don't care who wins. It wouldn't have mattered who won, but as long as there wasn't that shitty sellout ending, that would be WrestleMania-worthy. Um, the the fact that they just treated everybody like that, and there's – so it's like going spending $800 on watching James Ellsworth end a show, which is – infuriated me that that's the right. way that it went which it's the same end point but I was more annoyed by the logistics of it it's like we're, we all off the city there's 80,000 adult people with money to, that they had to spend on WrestleMania we have to act like replay is the issue why right. <laughs> it's fucking ending also also like of those 80,000 let's say a thousand of them paid over $3,000 for their seats too which is fucking insane like those lower seats 
and let's not let's not uh, forget where it was and how fucking expensive everything is in that city. Right. <laughs> like it's not just it's not just you spent that money on the tickets. You spent all that money on your flight, and Maybe you spent all that money on your fucking ten thousand dollar plus seat. You spent all that money on your fucking Airbnb in L.A. It isn't like you had it in fucking Green Bay, <laughs> right? I mean, it's a fucking high-ticket item. It's not just good. Like, we're going to WrestleMania next year. Why are we going to WrestleMania next year? Because it's down the street. Right. <laughs> I'm sleep- Guess where I'm sleeping the night after WrestleMania? In my bed. Your bed. Yeah. yeah. I can probably – I'm so close, I could probably get there before you guys got there. You know what I mean? Like, that's how close I am to the fucking stadium, even though I live in a different state. I'm that close. One point and, that I wanted to make about uh, this before we, you know, move on, we talk about some other stuff. But, um, you know, someone had made the point when we were, I, I was watching it live in the bar. I watched the whole thing live. And after it ended, I was like, I was really fucking dumb. And then somebody was there that's a fan. And they were like, well, it's a continuing storyline. And I looked at the guy and it was like, yeah, but I'm not a continuing fan. Like, I'm not. I'm not going to fucking watch tomorrow. Like, this is just, you know, for me, and I'm also someone that's willing to spend 500 bucks on the seat. Like, if I went and this was my one time to go to WrestleMania, and then that's what I got, like, people like me exist. Those people that just tune in once a year. I, Dude, I wasn't like, okay, this ends. I don't really know Solo Sokoa. He doesn't really look that cool. Me as someone that doesn't watch it all the time, it looks like one of the Usos got too many DUIs and now he's like bloated now. Like, who the bloated? He had to bleach his hair to hide from the cops. (laughs) And I'm like, watching, I'm like, okay. And then after it was all over, I'm like, okay. And and, yeah, this guy said, well, they'll probably continue the story. And I'm just like, yeah, but but I don't care. Like, I'm disappointed now because I'm not going to watch tomorrow and I'm not going to watch in six weeks. I might turn on fucking SummerSlam. Maybe. But I'm like, I don't give a shit. The storyline is now other not people worth talking continuing. about. It. Pay attention. I don't even watch it. Like people mention names, I don't watch a single video. Sometimes somebody will be like, "Yo, something fucked up on WWE," and then I'll watch it. That's the only thing I watch. Like I'm not kidding when I say I don't watch it. The, everything I hear about WWE is all through podcasts and shit, and that's it. I listen to one fucking podcast that talks about it. Nothing else. So for me, as the legit casual viewer. I, I'm just like, all right, man. Yes, I am definitely not going to two nights of WrestleMania. I'm sorry. I don't know if I'm going to any. I'll go to one. I'll go to I'm Saturday. more. It's Saturday, more important. With, with these two night WrestleManias, if they're still doing two night WrestleManias, these two night WrestleManias, just it seems like the first night seems to be the better wrestling night, and the second night is bigger stars, quote unquote. Like if you think back, like I think the first night, like like oh uh, the um. The uh, Bray Wyatt coming out of the uh, box like structure. I think it was night two. I don't remember. Yeah, like yeah, I think yeah, all the good, yeah. all the good quote unquote wrestling happens on the first night. I'm, I'm in it for that, I guess. I don't know. Saturday night is this. It's Saturday night. It's the show. Sunday night is like we'll resolve or right move the storylines. Yeah, right. I just want to see Stardom wrestlers. We might see them too. All right, so uh, let's go through uh, WrestleMania review um, night two. Best match, favorite night, match of the night, Brandon? Um, it's, it's probably still Cody with <laughs> Roman Reigns. Okay. Uh, that was your favorite and best? Uh, my favorite. 
<laughs> yeah, I can't have both the same. What the, I'm I'm so sucked into this. What the hell else even happened? Um, what else? What do you guys? Yeah, there we go. Uh, best match intercontinental. Favorite match of the night was uh, almost versus uh, Brock Lesnar. Chris, favorite match intercontinental. Best match. Intercontinental. You can go with the same. Intercontinental. Yeah, that's my favorite and my best. You can't do that. You know. Yeah. yeah. Why am I following these rules that other people made up? Yeah. It's my favorite and the best. All right. I don't think there's any question. What our moment of the night was. Come on, Shane McMahon blown out his fucking leg. Oh yeah, God, God, yeah, 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 yeah. Hardest to watch of the night for uh, number two. Go ahead, Brandon. Uh, yes. Yeah, also, Shane McFucking McMahon bl- b- appearing and just being like, "Oh no!" Watching the the crowd like that's my favorite is when the announcers on WWE are like selling the fuck out of a moment, and you just hear the lukewarm real life reaction. Oh, the guy that oh, it's the guy that wanted to make himself win the Royal Rumble. Great. They cut to like the guys that popped up and were the most excited, but behind them you see the mass of people that are like stone mm. faces. Yeah, fucking <laughs> Easter Island heads. Chris, hardest to watch in that. Hardest to watch revolves around one person, and this person every time I watch them, they do this, and it drives me fucking crazy. Munchies guy. He was that there. person okay. is Ronda Rousey. Oh man, she was rough, man. First of all, somebody needs, and this is what drives me crazy. Somebody needs to tell her she needs to wear fucking pants. Because if I got to watch her reach into her crotch and fix her shorts anymore, I'm gonna fucking die. Because that's all she does. She doesn't stop the entire match. She's pulling her shorts down. Her vagina's hungry, Chris. Stop wearing fucking. Stop wearing those fucking shorts and start wearing fucking pants. Also, she has a very strange shaped head. With that hair pulled back. Stop putting that weird makeup on your face. Remember what I said earlier about Britt Baker and her makeup, makeup, in makeup and out of makeup, she looks like two tier leaders. Her facial structure looks different. I wasn't saying negative or positive. I was just saying that she looks like a different person. Ronda Rousey looks like, do you remember that filter that you would put over somebody's face and her face would go like, queer? Yes. <laughs> Squunched into yeah, the middle. Yeah, little face, big head. Little face, big head. She's painful to watch. I mean, it's just everything. is just so unbelievably cringe. But the most of all is the pulling the pants out of your twat. The entire fucking match. I don't want to see it anymore. Unless she starts sniffing her fingers. If she starts sniffing her fingers, <laughs> then I can get down with it. But still then. She starts doing the Britt Baker DMV. Somebody give her some yeah. goddamn pants. Big fan. Um, She's just slowly building up I will a say this. where it's they Wait go down her pants so many times, and then she sticks them in someone's mouth, and it's like a <laughs> stocko type thing. Fuck. I will tell you this: we didn't. I did forget to talk about this. There was a moment in that women's match. Well, it was the end of that women's match where everybody else was working, and those two, Shayna and Ronda, were hiding. Yes, they were. And everybody hates Ronda Rousey. Right. Like she's universally despised by the fan base. 
She slipped in and she fucking won at the end. And I was so happy. That was great. I was so happy. I was like, good. Not because I like her as a performer and I'm a fan of Ronda Rousey and WWE, but because I like to watch their fans get really fucking mad. And that's what happened. The only thing that would make me happier if she showed up on AEW because fucking their fans would implode. Hardest to watch for both nights was Munchies for me. He was there. Munchies doesn't touch the the smiley face, weird cabbie. I don't even know what kind of hat it is. That guy that's oh, in the, the guy with the green shirt. Yeah, yeah, that guy with hates the beige. Him. What kind of? I hat just found out he has a social media account. His name is Smiley Face John or something like that. I want that guy to fucking croak live. I, I hate that that much. I I he's I can't stop staring at him because he's just he's like greedy little pig. He's like every time he's like yes yes. That face. <laughs> good stuff. WrestleMania was fantastic. I can't wait to watch WWE in twelve months. One good point though, and I wanted to make this with the uh, not great finish to this match. I have our chances of seeing The Rock live versus Roman Reigns increased. Next year, Brandon. Absolutely. I mean, this is this is the thing I was hoping for. It's like this better be a, a fucking shit box. Chris, he's gonna walk down. Yeah, they've increased, and hopefully, he walks down the ramp with his bottles of tequila, like selling it as he walks oh, down the people. Oh, right, like fucking change. <laughs> his change belts. What are we wearing to the show? In oh one God, year? it's your way. I'm going to wear something very bright so you can see me on television. I'm going to wear a green shirt with smiley face on it. We're going to make a three-person wide wrestling as hard poster and and not stay, sit down the entire time. Yeah, people love us. <laughs> what did that girl, that one girl had like a who farted sign? Who farted? Who oh. farted? I smelt it. It was the Jackie the Joke Man Martling album she was selling. <laughs> Jackie Malo's <laughs> album. Jackie Malo's album. Oh, my God. All right, so uh, yeah, I hope you enjoyed this. I hope you enjoyed this. Oh, Chris, by the way, um, something happened last week. Um, there was a memorial for a certain person, a celebrity of this show. Uh, would you like to read it? Yes, I will read this. Okay, but I'm going to read it. Would someone like read to come, would like would someone like to come in the ring and or come into the room and do it for? You? SKR does. That's the door. Okay. Chris lives in the Well, look at who it is. It's WWE three time Hall of Famer and father, terrible father to his children. Ladies and gentlemen, Ric Flair. Welcome to the show, Rick. First of all, I want to see Gray Muda is the greatest. Japanese wrestler I've ever faced. <laughs> really, he's, he, Ricky, he's not just a great wrestler. He, he's a great Japanese wrestler. So that's like a different kind of wrestler. Uh, well, you know, since World War II, I don't like those people. Okay, Rick. <laughs> oh my God. Is that something you want to say? Yeah. Oh my God. Wait, hold on. Rick's, Rick's, Rick's starting to get younger here. What's happening, Rick? What's happening? Theater, ladies and gentlemen. It's not his require. Oh my god. I'm the first man to tell Woo! And I tell him something. Read. This is 10 years since you lock it. <laughs> I miss you more than you'll ever know. 
I'm gonna tell you, you're gonna defend my son. That's right! <laughs> Kids are all doing right! Woo! And I just. I just. I oh, he's taking his clothes off. You're always in my mind! Woo! Really and I just even do fatty! Woo! And you, you will always be our shining star. A Chinese star? You racist. What are you talking about? Shining star? That's what I said! I don't press it! Oh! 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 Oh. Well done. <laughs> Thanks, Rick. Rick, uh, Reed Flair's anniversary of death happened the other day. Congratulations. Hey, my, hardest friend. La- my hardest laugh on the podcast of all time <laughs> was the reincarnation of Reed Flair. <laughs> All right, next week, AEW. Next week, uh, yeah, it's a pretty good AEW card, and then we got New Japan Sakura Genesis, which I think we'll just talk about probably three Flair matches on the card. On live radio. Yeah. RIP Ric Flair. Hopefully somebody has a definitive for him. Unlike his kid, he's already dead. RIP. Your kid's dead. Oh, it's old man Ric <laughs> My kid's dead. I love my son. I love my daughter. I have a kid with Lacey Evans. Woo! Car shield will protect your car. It couldn't protect my son. <laughs> I'm not an ab liver. I, I do my best. <laughs> Thanks for joining us this week. I think you, you are. Every week. Ad wrestling is hard. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter at hard number four wrestling. Subscribe, follow, tell your friends. And for uh, Brandon and Ric Flair and Chris, uh, I'm Jim, and we'll be back here next week. Mm-hmm.